Have you ever wondered what happened to Lance Von Erich? Find out in his new book, Lance by Chance, Wrestling as a Von Erich. You'll also read stories about Chris Adams, Ric Flair, June Hernandez, and Billy Jack Haynes. And of course, the Von Erich family themselves. Get your copy today at LanceByChance.com. Just cause I love my podcast. Working fans. I shed blood for my podcast. Right that. Let a podcast holler where my podcast. The pussy at. All I want to hear is right here, my podcast. Somebody say something about a podcast. You won't take this from me, baby. You will not take this from me, baby. Fans, welcome to the Working Fans Podcast presents, aka Slippery Joe's Funhouse, where we bring you a bonus podcast each week presenting your favorite podcast's favorite stuff. Now, we have some Tape Trader's Guide to the 90s coming up. We have some Cult in Connecticut. We'll be bringing you some Peter X. Murawski and a variety of other things through year two. everyone and welcome back to Thursday night regularly scheduled hostilities with your host Chuck Winchester with your host Yvonne DeBoard with your host the current reigning defending champion of the RSH universe Josh DeBoard but we're not alone no 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 what is it tonight is, is, is it Thursdays or was it Wednesdays because joining us is the Wednesday night working fans wrestling podcast producer Joe the man they Dave, what's going on, fellas? Happy to be here, man. Oh, yeah, we are happy to be here. <laughs> uh, we're, we're pumped to have you here because I don't think, I know we've been on your show. Yeah. I don't think you've been on yeah, RSH. Have. I have. Oh, yeah. Well, Dave, I know he, he replaced me one night. Yeah, remember, we did this shit on Christmas or some shit. Remember? Listen, I drank a lot. Uh, okay. <laughs> We had a pretty sure I've been on one. <laughs> First time on, it's so good to see. Episode eighty-nine. Like last week. This is ninety-four. Listen, welcome back to the show, guys. We love it when we collab like this. It's always always a great time. It's unforgettable every time. And uh, so. <laughs> can't even remember not the family. Sorry. <laughs> the fucking. We'll talk later. <laughs> First time meeting you guys. <laughs> well, listen, I just know that I've been on your show. I remember that very well because you guys kick ass with your 531 with all of the cool, you know, throwback stuff that you guys do. Remember, yeah. you know, we did the Hardy Boys versus the Freebirds classic. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So, You're like, what the hell's the Freebirds? <laughs> I'm with you, Nick. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I'm like the old man. I bring up the old time stuff. When we do our like promo list later, you'll see. <laughs> I'm like, uh, Lou says back in. <laughs> Wait, you got the press? That guy? What's going on? Yeah, that's press, baby. We got it. <laughs> Should have heard Lou says go in on the Chinese, though. Oh, that was <laughs> we don't talk about that, Joe. Like <laughs> <laughs> guys, so again, welcome back to the show. We love what we do. The collab with, with you, with you fellas, and then always a good time. Can't wait to hear your opinions on Raw. I know you guys aren't really big Raw fans, right? You're, no. you're, you're classic. I watch a, a ton of wrestling these days, and Raw's kind of been the one I had to like skip through the most because I've been actually watching like NXT UK. I've been watching little like independent, just trying to like get different like promotion stuff like that. I still love my WWE, love SmackDown, love NXT, but boy, that three hours—that's a brutal task unless you're putting on a good show. And, yeah. Dude, it is a lot. Like, I mean, even now, you know, we have so much stuff going on as adults and stuff. We all work like to, to sit down and watch a three-hour show. Mm-hmm. It's hard to, you know. Yeah. So, it's like watching- the worst part though is a three-hour like poorly written show like mm-hmm. that you're like how do the performers not halfway through like matt riddle when he goes ah, i just forgot my lines i bet they want to <laughs> and he's like i'm on that riddle on a fucking scooter as it is <laughs> yeah that was pretty funny and i was really worried that when he did that we were gonna like lose him but he's mm. He's, he's hot as he's, he's been. been high, yeah. So, he's an NXT yeah. guy that might actually make it. Yeah, yeah. I just saw an interview with Randy Orton uh, somewhere, and he talked about meeting Riddle and not liking him the first time he met him. And he said it was something silly. He said that uh, everybody at NXT was kind of joined with the main locker room. And back in the old days, I guess, you know, <laughs> you, know you shake everybody's hand, respect. And he saw Riddle. And he said, yeah, he just bust his ass a little bit. They're like, ah, there he is. There he is. And Matt, rather than like, go to introduce this kind of like bloodshot eye and looked at him like, sup. And then went back to his conversation. And Orton was like, that motherfucker. <laughs> so, but basically, um, he said the more they got to know each other, like he really liked them once they got over that little bullshit hump. And he said, you know, he said, it's just the way it is. But um, Orton said, you know, he thinks that Matt's got the best chance of making it over than any NXT guys. There's just something about him. So that's maybe good. now that they're teaming up, you know, that's going to be good for Riddle because obviously Orton's got more stroke in that company than a lot of people, too. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I guess her favorite wrestler, as she'll tell you 17 <laughs> times today. And uh, <laughs> every episode of the show, you can just find out. Bro. <laughs> I, I'm with everybody else. I'm with Randy Orton. When I first saw him, I was like, this guy's an idiot. He doesn't wear shoes. I have big yeah. feet phobia, you know. I can't handle that. That's so good. RK Bro's about to go fucking yeah. insane. It's going to. But he's won me over. Like, over the weeks, he has legit Let's, won dude, me the, over. The scooter thing was so I, I love it when he's like through the locker room. Like he's flies by saying, like, Who the fuck was that guy? I he's think like, this bro, and he's a pot reference. Who Corny as fuck. Every time he's on TV, he makes a pot joke. Yes, I does. think the fact that he's just like this legit badass in real life, he just doesn't care. Like, you, you give him something stupid, he's like, this is what you want me to do, bro. <laughs> He'll just do it. Like, that's just who he really is. Bro, not, says, he says, yeah, bro, this is what you want me to say? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How high is he really? <laughs> RVD rolling papers. 
Yeah. <laughs> and that same interview, I know something uh, Orton was talking about something in his life, and I remember he used the word. They used the phrase. I channeled my inner Matt Riddle. <laughs> so <laughs> that should tell you his reputation. Of, uh, he's like very R V D. So yeah, that's a that's a big mania moment. Not too. <laughs> yeah, those two. It's like you forget he lost because he broke out with RVD. Yeah, it doesn't exactly. matter. Like, after all, he wrestled. <laughs> just exactly. Like, <laughs> he was having such a good time, he forgot about it. All right, so we'll get to the shit show here in a second. <laughs> Is that show? show? Yeah. <laughs> oh, is that the new name for Raw? No, now? that, that okay. used to be a thing. but it, it, I think the Raw, Raw show took that name. All right, stop talking about Raw. Making me sick. Hold on. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> hours. Every time we say Raw. All right, SmackDown. <laughs> The only thing, it was a pretty good show. The last hour kind of put me to sleep, but whatever. The first hour of SmackDown was one segment, which was kind of weird. So you get Roman versus Brian for the 37th time in the last five months. If Brian loses, he leaves SmackDown. I think we all think he's going to lose. Yeah, I mean, Watch him win. Well, let's talk about that. Like, what do you guys, I've never actually talked to you guys about SmackDown. Like, what, do you guys see any Daniel Bryan hope at all this Friday night? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> it's, not, it's not even like, again, like, I love Bryan. He's awesome. And I actually like Roman. I like his character. But the way they've built these two, yeah. I don't see how this goes any other way. I mean, I was telling Joe the other day, there's this ridiculous thing uh, I heard on a Maybe it was Observer or something, but there was um, ranking like uh, IQ tests by this uh, bet company. So it was a gambling company, and WWE fans scored the highest. Well, they scored the highest because they know what the storylines are going to be, and the Roman Reigns matches in particular, they guessed right. Well, yeah, because we know Roman's just been putting over, and I don't see him as strong as he's been built. I don't see him losing on a random SmackDown. Fact. I'm surprised this match is being booked this way, though. I'm surprised it's not on a pay-per-view. But they made it very clear he's leaving SmackDown if he loses. Right. So, Just SmackDown, WWE. I love the people on the internet that's like, yeah, it's so nice of Vince to let Daniel Bryan go to AEW. It's like, yeah, that's exactly what he's Jesus. doing. Let me clear out one of my top five biggest names right there and sit him down there. That's why I stay all the stupid fan. Daniel Bryan would be so dope and pinnacle. Joe. Is Daniel Bryan winning this Friday? No. I think, if anything, this is his chance to get off TV and maybe just go to a producer role. I'd like to see him end up in, like, an NXT, but I think this is his way to kind of end an on-screen run and help these guys backstage. Fair enough. So you don't think think he might be a producer and not go on the NXT roster, but he'll produce the shows. I got you. Yeah, I mean, I'd like to see him in the ring, but if they're not going to let him go, why wouldn't he just want the job where he doesn't have to beat his body? Save himself up for after WWE. I I think that's going to be the end game here, but I think the fact that they drilled the point home that he's not going to be on SmackDown is just like leaving like, well, he's going somewhere else. I can see Um, that. I think he'll have a short run with NXT or Raw. God knows he's probably more needed on Raw, but I, I want him on NXT. And he, he'd probably be a ratings boost for NXT, despite the fact they're also they're going to like work with these guys. So I think NXT is the best choice. He's probably what he ultimately wants. The guy behind the scenes always wants to work with New Town. He was a supporter of Ali back in the day, uh, you know, whatever it was two years ago. Like he's always trying to work with new talented people. So sure. I think that's exactly where he's going to show up. NXT. I think he's going to pop I up at the so, next yeah. takeover because it's a few months away. It's like, in like August. He could disappear for a while. Take some time off. 
Um, whoever the hell's it's going to be Crawl still, I'm sure. So like he's going to. NXT is where I think he's going to go. What, I mean, the, him and Gargano, though, <laughs> just seeing him, like, picture him cut a promo on Gargano, like, you know, like, beating up Austin Theory and saying, knock off this goofy spring Johnny wrestling back and let me see what you can do. And then they just tear it up. I mean, yep. I don't know. I'd love to see that. Sure. But, Pete Dunn says he's the best tentacle oh, wrestler in the world. Absolutely. Yeah. I'd Bryan, start with Pete Dunn. Yeah. comes down. Yep. I've been t- I've been telling Chuck forever about Pete Dunn. If you ignore Chuck, doesn't like his hair. Listen, I don't but either. It's we can all shave off this part of her head and then like, this go all are, the way down. But it doesn't like, matter. I, can't, I don't like this person. They have a fucked up well, haircut. Well, yeah, well, I'm a woman. that's why. That just and then you know he, he used to <laughs> hate Riddle because he didn't wear shoes. Now yeah. look at you. Well, that well is he disgusting. he now, proved me now wrong. he has birds flying out of his pyro well, when he kicks his sandals off. That's not. Why do birds? All right, Yvonne. Ryan, you're going to be the one that says he's going to win, right? No, I'm not. No, he's not going to win. What are you then? <laughs> he's not going to win. All right, where's he going? I assume going to NXT. I hope we're right. I hope we are too. I hope we see him on Raw. This, this, this is a better question. Yvonne, what shirt are you wearing there? Yvonne, what shirt are you wearing? I'm, it's distracting me. Alpha shirt. Uh, that's what I thought. Okay, okay. I had a shirt on earlier, but I was caught in the rainstorm, got drenched. So I'm like, put my shirt on. So. She got sick of her. Idea. She went to the crack <laughs> at Walmart and they have these on Shut deck. Shut up. Don't <laughs> criticize Chris They're actually giving away at the store. They're just, they're just you have the same shirt. Uh, no, I appreciate it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I like the shirt. Did you guys watch his Stone Cold podcast? It was good. It was shit. good. It was really it was good. good. I have yeah. not yet. <laughs> Pretty good. What the yeah. fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and, and Stone Cold's actually on his too. I listened to that as well. I don't listen yeah. to that. It was yeah, actually, they followed up. Yeah, that was yeah. like right after that. Yeah, it was, it was actually more Stone Cold, so it was pretty good. Mm-hmm. See, that would be the more interesting one because it doesn't have Vince producing it. So, I like I feel that one would have more honesty. I, this was really honestly the WWE one. Like Vince, I don't know how much he. I think it's just probably a few things that are like, okay, you know, we're not going to go into them yeah. winning ratings or anything like that. We're not going to talk about that, pal. But yeah. you can talk about why you got here, creative stuff, and you know they can do whatever that. Because yeah, so. I was surprised. I mean, it was only a few minutes in; they were already talking Tony Khan and MJF and Sammy Guevara. They were mentioning talent. So, oh yeah, it was good. And yeah. and, and Jericho said that he got so drunk that night he forgot how to get back to his hotel room. So it was one of them party nights. Oh yeah, yeah. Cold, like, everybody <laughs> he has on there, he gets out the jack. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Him and Taker. I was not pissed. I was. Jealous of the Undertaker, or not the Undertaker? God damn it! I was jealous of Stone Cold on the Jericho podcast because he whipped out not Jack Daniels, he whipped out Blanton's, which I can't find, and it's sold out everywhere. So yeah, is Gray Goose vodka, and Austin's drinking his horse covered Goose so Blanton's. Good. I don't like vodka either, but man, like I can't find that anywhere. And typically, you know, Stone Cold's drinking the whiskey that I drink. And I just can't find Blanton's. He's over here showing off his star power, drinking Blanton's. The only time is good when you're around the ladies. I don't like vodka at all. Yeah, I want to know about that. But, uh. You know who doesn't drink vodka? Charlotte, you know why? Here we go. Because she drinks whiskey. She's not a lady. You, yeah, you, started, you started on yourself. There you go. It's your fault. <clears throat> anyway, we got off track. We're right. well, it's SmackDown, so we all think he's going to have been in NXT. Yeah. We yeah. Been- Ryan, Stone Cold and Chris Jericho's whiskey. (laughs) (laughs) All right, now we're going straight to the shitter. Let's talk about Raw. Um, Where do I start? Okay, let's start at the biggest pile of shit on the show. Charlotte, 
I asked Chuck and Yvonne this before we went on the air. So this Adam Pierce, Sonia Deville tension they're slowing, they're slowly building. Where do you guys think this is going to end up? Because they're building towards something, it seems like. Yeah, and Sonia seems to be more of the heel here. Um, like I go back, I think it was a few weeks ago the first time this happened, where I was a Zara wanting to uh get a match with Roman. And she said, um, I'll check with Paul and Roman and see if that's okay with them. And you see Pierce kind of giving that look. And it's been every week since then. So I think this is going to go where Sonya's going to be associated with somebody. Uh, will it be somebody on Raw? Well, you know, with the Hurt Business or will it be Roman? I don't know. But she definitely seems like she's going to have more of a heel side to her. I dig it. Mm-hmm. I think they split them. I think so I think too. you give one Raw, one SmackDown, and we have GMs again. That'd they be interesting. That's something they need to they do. They need GMs so bad. Producer Joe, what are they producing over there? What are they doing? I think it was – I thought it was her getting back into the ring somehow, maybe making her a heel, hitting her in some kind of team with Charlotte. <clears throat> I, I agree with that. My early mm-hmm. Money in the Bank prediction, she's my pick right now to win. Song so, Deville? That's a good hmm. one. I would establishing like that. the character a little more. Yeah, I can see that. She's got authority. She puts herself in the match. She does like all that. the shit. Mm-hmm. She goes over. We know she's been. She's one of those talented women that's just waiting, and waiting. And when the as much good talent they have in the women's division, like Oscar, no. really isn't that relevant. I'm scared as fuck for Ripley right now. So yeah. Uh, that woman on NXT the other night that beat Tony Storm is more over than Rhea on Raw. And that's, that's like, she almost killed herself. Shooting Star Express. They can't book. That's why Jason Jordan, hopefully he fucking pays dividends because they did have to restructure like the whole creative team for like the 35th time since 2010. But <laughs> it's rough. You can tell what's a better produced show. Sure. SmackDown Absolutely. is 100%. Absolutely. It feels like Raw is not a WWE product because you watch NXT mm-hmm. and the like the storylines in the wrestling so good. You watch SmackDown, the entertainment's kind of better. The wrestling's good, but it's more of an entertainment factor. Sure. You watch Raw, I have no idea what the fuck I'm watching. It's a train wreck. You it's got Nia Jax yeah. slipping and sliding up the ramp. Her whole like, the she's falling off the, the whole ramp. thing was cool. And it then wasn't really, cool. No, it was it, disgusting. It, it was hilarious. It wasn't. It was juvenile. It was Deli Holt just in Charlotte's mouth. Oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, right, where do you guys think you, this is going? You just love her. Just admit that. Real quick, we're talking about. Don't even cut you off. No, we're talking about you know producers and stuff. I just read an article today actually where uh, Tyson Kidd, huge fan of the show, has been on it and stuff. He a couple of the women's wrestlers from NXT were like talking and thanking him for for all That's he did awesome. for that division in NXT. Yeah, he's so he does a good job. It's a big deal. He mm-hmm. produced women's yep. match at Mania. That's a big deal. Absolutely. <laughs> and like, so producing, and people don't think about wrestling producers, but they're a big deal. They they age, are. The ages, yeah. producers, all that they stuff. They play a big part. Yeah. yeah, Fit Finley uh, a few years ago, he was huge with a lot of women wrestlers and stuff too. Especially, he was taking them over back then too when there was a lot of just models and stuff like that. He had right. to get what he could out of them. And, um, you know, now that uh, they got all this extra talent in there, like, that's crazy, man. Roger Bailey, yeah, you saw, yeah, women's wrestling. It's so funny. I mean, I think we did this on our show where we talk about like greatest matches and storylines of all time, and we, you know, you go to your era, and it's like okay, like the '80s or the Attitude Era, and you like this, that. But with women's matches, it's kind of all now or in the last few years because oh, it's yeah. never been better from like, you know I women's perspective. 2016 is when the women started to really take off, I they think, did, whatever era you consider that. But that's when they really started to be more relevant. NXT Brooklyn. Yep. Yeah. 
Alien Sasha is when it started. Yeah, yeah that was, I think, technically 2015 Brooklyn. Yeah. And then I yeah, they started to come up. Right? Just, <laughs> 2015 <laughs> is when they started it because I remember I went to the Money in the Bank 2015. Oh, cool. And then me and my brother went to the Raw after it. And that is when they had like the locker room promo that kind of was beginning to get that ball rolling. So it took a good year for them to get behind it. And then, mm-hmm. I mean, thank God it finally caught on. Hell yeah. You know what's crazy? So 2015, wow. this was – what the fuck's the main date here? So it is well, six August, watching NXT. <laughs> August 22nd of 2015. Walter defeats Pete Dunn, wins the UK championship. Motherfuckers oh, had it shit. since. He's been going back. He's, He's gone back now. Wait, uh, Walter, UK champion since 2015? Whatever the fuck this date is, Brooklyn. No, because no, no. on the 2017, <laughs> Pete Dunn. All right, my UK. bad. Wrong Brooklyn. April 5th, 2019. <laughs> <There we> <laughs> <laughs> that sounds about right. I'm like, he's had yeah. it five years? Yeah, yeah, this guy's going into Brutus San Martino territory. Hold on, this says 2015, whatever. Walter was not even... So listen, here's the 2015 card from where Bailey and Sasha had my favorite women's match ever. You had Balor and KO in a ladder match. We watched this. Mm -hmm. He was the demon. Yeah, he was the demon. I got you. Samoa Joe beat Baron Corbin by submission. Apollo Crews beat, I still can't get myself over, Ty Dillinger. (laughs) (laughs) The VOD villains, who I actually really like the VOD villains, they beat Blake and Murphy with Alexa Bliss, and Justin Thunderliger beat Tyler Breeze. That was a that was also a very good match. That's a pretty loaded roster, actually. I might have to go back and rewatch that. That was a that might be my favorite takeover. That was a really good one. I don't remember it, but I, I, it sounds good. I remember <laughs> That's because we were drinking during it. <laughs> we were uh, you don't remember Liger versus Breeze in that opener? It was just Ugh. wild to see Liger yep. in the WWE Ooh. and doing something outside of ROH for the first time. Yeah. Because yeah, he's been on those War of the World shows. I'm not sure how familiar these guys are with Liger, but Liger uh, was big in the uh, early WCW, like 93, like Cruiserweight days. He was from New Japan. Like he was big in Japan, and then he went over to the states. And a lot of the WCW fans really loved him. And he did like a lot of great light heavyweight matches with uh, Brian Pillman, uh, Brian good. Pillman Senior. Right. And then sure. he never had a WWF run, and uh, he was getting ready to retire. And uh, Triple H talked to him, and they had him come up for that just for that match at Brooklyn. They put him over. They had a great match. Yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. a really good match. That's through the name, I, like the history. I wasn't really aware. I knew he was an old, an old time wrestler. But WCW is yeah. when I first seen him. That's mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, it's like uh, in Japan. I think there's like uh, a comic book and a cartoon about him. Huge wheel over the horns. I love it. (laughs) Yeah, and he had done something with the WWF. It was one of those WWF. I want to say either SWS or New Japan co-produced shows. Like there is a picture of Vince McMahon pointing him out to the ring in, I believe, Tokyo. Very nice. And he's in the Hall of Fame now. Yeah. Well, he was in the 2020 class. That's Mm -hmm. cool. I, I knew I knew the name. I can't picture his face right now, but I got you. Right. Great got horns. Body <laughs> space we can't stand. And we're talking about Charlotte. Oh, I love oh. Charlotte. Woo! Yeah, that's why I'm going stop. last. Really? Me and Charlotte? Go. We're the only positive Just about on this show. Words come out of your mouth, please. <laughs> so Charlotte getting her <sighs> suspended getting lifted. I'm not surprised she's Charlotte Flair. I mean, I think. Stop. Well, I'm not surprised. 
Adam Pierce was way out of line with that. I, as a woman, I agree with that. Angers, tempers. Well, she beat the shit out well, of a referee. The referee was doing his job. He wouldn't have got the crap. Okay, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, I love the wrestling storylines when you think about it, too. Like, yeah. this is pretty universal no matter the company. <laughs> if the referee was doing his job, I would have had to beat the shit out of him. Can you imagine that, like, in an NFL? Or... <laughs> do your job and you wouldn't get assaulted. <laughs> <laughs> For me, and my so, so for us, I'm gonna go to your work and get a yeah. bring me a Miller. I'm punching you square in your nose. Do your job. You're my assistant. My boss. What do you fuck? Do you play for the Patriots? Do your job, or you're fired. Jesus. How rough was that apology angle, though? Like, I was watching that, and I'm just like, all right. So we watched people say, "I'm sorry" to each other. Like, you can tell it's kind of good shit. Hold the rope down. One thing it kind of reminded me of, this is very loosely, but it kind of reminded me of when Triple H lost the belt to Chris Jericho at Raw back in 2000 or whatever year it was. And then, like, he beat the shit out of Earl Hebner. Oh, right. <laughs> and then, like, but, but he, he, had to right back, he yeah. reversed it because yeah. of Earl Hebner being the referee because right. he agreed with Triple H to not get his ass beat or something. <laughs> so, like, what is going on with these yeah. referees in WWE? <laughs> it was like the authority storyline. They bullied him in there and stuff. Yeah, yeah I remember that. Yeah. That I, was a big moment for Jericho back in the day. Oh, was the first right. time getting that taste of that world title. Yeah. I, will, I, I would remember uh, sitting with my dad in, like, sixth grade. All excited because I hated Triple H so so much. Wait a minute. <laughs> it still carries over to this day in adulthood. Not Is cause... that why you don't watch NXT? <laughs> so so I, I give him shit all the time. I was like, listen, mm. you need to pay more attention to NXT. He watches the takeovers and he really enjoyed takeovers. Sure. Well, mm. who the fuck? If you don't like that, you're not a wrestling fan. Exactly. <laughs> I told him, stop watching Raw. Just watch NXT. Take that three hours you don't. We won't even we'll hit the big shit. We see it on Twitter. Just watch NXT. Fuck Raw. Start just watching NXT. Exactly. Maybe if you like Takeover now, imagine when you have the whole story. Well, I feel like with NXT, you have you've had that same feeling. Not, well, since not like day not, one. Not to get off topic too much, but I feel like if I just watch the NXT pay per views or Takeovers, that's plenty because every match <laughs> they have one every five months. <laughs> plenty. That's how I view Raw and SmackDown. I'm fine if I just watch the pay-per-views because that'll yeah. give me my fix of WWE wrestling. But I got to agree with Josh on this one as far as storylines, yes. things that make sense, and quality in-ring. It's the Jays. NXT is so much better. But I mean, the yeah. fucking I also was on there last week over everything. <laughs> The no, fucking million, Cameron Grimes, he's all rich. I don't, I, million I, I, dollar I, I man. Never, I never liked million dollar man. Ted DiBiase. It doesn't matter. I didn't fucking care for me. The oh, fuck oh, the story. Oh, I like that to the moon shit though. That guy to the moon. <laughs> Cameron Grimes, I got that entrance song on my fucking phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah Joe. Though you're right. Actually, I missed Raw last week. I didn't watch it all. I said screw it, taking sad. a week off. And then I watched. We're not sorry I watched Raw last. This week's Raw yesterday. And they showed all the highlights needed to see to be caught up. So, like, why watch it every Thank week? God, fast forward, we don't <laughs> this is the raw it. recap. <laughs> see, I just find uh, recap podcasts that I like. Wrestling oh, with Regret does a good one. Post does a real good one. And that kind of covers the points if there's a match I need to see. Like, I would yeah. recommend Riddle versus Orton to people if you haven't watched Raw right. from that. Yeah. I actually did uh, because I wanted to see that. I saw YouTube that Part. I don't watch as much. Like I said, I haven't been watching Raw as much because I've been watching so much other wrestling. That right. time, but I still keep up with it. I, I just find a recap show that generally has the same where I kind of line with. And 
if they say, oh, that was an awesome show, I'm like, all right, fine. Let's see what we got here, you know. But, man, every week it's been like, oh, you can tell these guys don't want to do it. They sound like we do right now. Like, oh, yeah. God. That's I know. I'm sitting here looking at the banners like we still got fucking two but more to, things to but talk to about. But to finish, what about Charlotte? Sorry. I see, you're, no, you're, no, you guys are fine. NXT is the best show. I was hoping you were done. Uh, well, I'm done talking. But with Sonya, I see I, – I would like to see Sonya oh, go yeah, to Raw. Right. I would like to see Sonya go to Raw, actually. Mm. The ratings are bad, and I really think Sonya and Charlotte may have something up their sleeve together. Let's put them in a tag team. No, not that. I think they're working together. Tag team, player. Because gets lifted out of nowhere. Like seriously, other superstars mm. just be suspended. Charlotte got a special treatment for some reason. So and then Pierce goes to SmackDown. I don't know. <laughs> we got this new woman named Rhea Ripley. She's badass that could wrestle. Let's bring it her all. <laughs> let's give her the title. Then let's fucking give it to Charlotte. <laughs> <laughs> That's just such good shit. <laughs> there he is. Yeah, well, let's create another star that Charlotte can develop and just be bigger. That's right. <laughs> you know that shit we do with Braun when Charlotte falls out of the ring? Let's play a fucking choo-choo train. If we paid attention rough. to Sonya, she went right after Mandy Rose. She punished Mandy Rose for going after Nia. She's like, how dare you interrupt her? So Sonya automatically put her in a match against Charlotte. So Sonya's already calling shots at like Mandy and some of the Raw members of the I'm telling you right now. So she's going to come to Raw and make their life miserable. That's Money in the bank. Do. Dude, Sonya mm. looks the best in a suit. I've never seen anybody look as, as good is. as Sonya does she's in a incredible. suit. She's uh, incredible. Dude, she's mm -hmm. so She's incredible. Seth's suit game's mm -hmm. ridiculous. Uh, Sonya just looks good. She makes me wish I was a lesbian a little bit. <laughs> I'm going to let my sexuality say Seth looks great. All right. Speaking of Sonya, looks great and, and without a suit. Quit Alexa Bliss. So apparently, her and the fiend are completely not together anymore. I'm over. Do, it. I don't even fucking start. It's very confusing. Don't even fucking. Start. I'm over. I've had a lot to say nope. to this, and I've got nothing to say about this. <laughs> I was watching the raw recap on Hulu. It beat it to this segment, and it was probably the third sentence in. I'm like, you know what? Nope. That is. I, I got SmackDown to watch. And I don't know what the fuck this is. Dude, uh, she's gonna start attack. Cheers, John. It's, it's going to. She's gonna be in person next week, like actually doing shit in the ring. It's just very confused where this went. Yeah, I mean, seriously, very guys. Confusing. Alexa Bliss is really good. She's talentless across uh, the board. The fiend uh, across the board. Uh, the fiend. Yeah, any, any, across the board. <laughs> yeah. The, the fiend. With her, that's a good thing. But for her to continue to do this character and not be connected with the fiend. It's a waste Kinda of time. I mean, it doesn't seem like mm. they're connected. They still could be. They at some still point. might be. They have to be. They have to be. But I uh, think with this storyline, you got to see where it's going because at any time, if you look at the fiend in just like that episode, you'll be like, what the fuck is this? Sure. But then as time has gone on, they've done good things with it. They've done garbage with it. It's mm -hmm. kind of like the stock market is how long are you going to stay in? Mm -hmm. And what are you like, come on, we got to cash out. This ain't paying off. And WWE is very good at just fucking staying in forever. They like, are. They they yeah. It's yeah. funny. I love the feed in the beginning. Now I kind of miss the old Bray Wyatt days. Like, well, I think I wanted to come back. Well, they need to do more one. I mean, honestly, you know, she calls some WrestleMania. It's the same shit week in, week in and week out. I want to see him kind of maybe, be more than just the fiend and Bray Wyatt. Maybe 
do some flashbacks of the Wyatt family. Maybe bring that character oh, back. Right. And, you know, the three faces of Foley. We need right. to start doing that kind right. of stuff. What pay-per-view did he actually fight as Brady? He, I forget. It was he brought up. Strowman. Yeah, that sounds right. It was right. before SummerSlam. That was then, the swap uh, match. The swap match. match. Swap match, right. Because he threw bro, because we thought he lost. And sure, and then he popped back <laughs> up and pulled yeah, Braun in. Yeah, yeah. That so money they drowned Braun and then Braun. That, that pop culture bullshit. That motherfucker <laughs> thought he won the belt that night. Is that remember? right? Because Bray came back. That's yeah. what we used to do. Remember, we used to do live watch alongs and pay per views. Oh, yeah, I got rid of. I remember. Man. And the Lily doll's creepy, by the way, too. So. Dude, I, 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 mean, I can appreciate creepy, that kind yes. of shit. We've I, all seen The Conjuring. Like, I like yeah, The like, Conjuring. I, I, I can't look at it in the face. Dude, it's I got creepy. Jigsaw, Annabelle, and Chucky in my living room. Like, I don't mm. get a haunted you doll. You have a haunted doll that in the Chuck, living room. Hell. So Chuck comes over for WrestleMania. So I've had some weird shit that going shit's on. haunted And then AF. Chuck looks at it, and he goes, yeah, that thing's definitely haunted. <laughs> I was like, I've had it for five years. He goes, Tell me you bought it. Tell me where you bought it. I bought it at the flea market. That's where you buy haunted shit. It was just one of those things. It said 75 cents. I was like, eh, he's kind of cute. I bought it for no reason. The countdown on Facebook's been about. I'm a lot more scared when we get to like five days. Oh no. Did some old man sell it to you? And it goes, ah. Listen. I'll update the countdown tomorrow. I got to do math to figure out which day we're on. That's not the point. <laughs> oh, man. What's that countdown to? If I was, was going to just say it, I wouldn't do a fucking countdown. Okay, Chris Jericho. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to interrupt The Rock <laughs> in one of his shitty movies. <laughs> make a career out of it. This is a long play one because you've been doing it for like 60 days or something. Like, yeah. I like two like <laughs> weeks out, but now I'm going to forget what it is. And it's going to happen on Facebook. <laughs> oh, it was five days ago that I saw five days. <laughs> I just hope this pays off, unlike Raw. Like, we're invested, Josh. Let's <laughs> captivated. We're captivated. I'm a long term storyteller. That's what I want to hear. <laughs> just don't make Tyler Peters cry, whatever you do. Oh, uh, he's crying. <laughs> <laughs> no, he'll be all right. So the one highlight of Raw is RK Bro. So we talked about it at the very beginning. That's just funny. Yeah, we did. Um, I'll start with the working fans, guys. So where do you guys see this going? A few month run? They're inevitably going to split and feud. Yeah. But how long do you think they give them a run? God, that's so hard to tell with WWE nowadays. Um, it's I'm not going to be long enough. Yeah. So let's see. I'm hoping we can at least. Make it to a little before SummerSlam, and maybe this pays off with a SummerSlam match that you know we'll get some matches out of them, or that maybe they'll get a brief run with the tag belts. I don't know. We haven't seen AJ and uh, almost since they were in Nigeria, right? (laughs) With Apollo. (laughs) Oh shit! (laughs) (laughs) They said Nigeria. Oh yeah, they were in Nigeria hanging out with they were meeting Apollo Cruz's family. They said it on the bump. They're like, "Where have you guys been?" They're like, "We're in Nigeria partying." Is that where Omos is from? No, where only has children and he has a title. Dude, they were on the bump yesterday. That's where everybody from Raw Underground apparently was from. <laughs> that's where they're all ending up now, I guess. All of them. All yeah. That's true, because the other guys... Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I, I thought it was... What's the dude's name who was hanging out with that rapper? What was his name? That's who I thought the Nigerian guy was. They're the same Bad person. Bunny? Yeah, who's all the right? bad Priest, yeah, oh, you already <laughs> forgot about Damien Priest. Yeah, Isn't that I thought that I perfect. thought Apollo's exactly. bodyguard was Damien Priest. I was very yeah. 
Oh, that's so funny though. That guy's like kind of fat. <laughs> Priest is like same thing. Yeah, put a on. Same thing. That's pitiful. Who's that? General Aziz is kind of fat. Who was it? General Aziz. That's General right. Aziz, the yeah, you got the name right. Wasn't he like a sumo before he joined WWE? Oh, I don't know. You're dropping he's some knowledge. Size. I mean, he's still slim. I mean, he's not. He, he's not. Not huge. like a fat, fat sumo, but like one of those dudes. They that, got some medium fat sumos. I hear what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, like he doesn't stop at a regular he's store. He goes for a big. He's size 42, not 48. Calm down. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I want to get these sumo weight classes down. Is it like fat and kind of fat, and then? Mm. Yeah. yeah, like I said, Earthquake was probably on the smaller side of sumos. Not yeah, Earthquake too was far sumo, off yeah. topic. Actually, uh, Haku was a sumo too, and he wasn't fat. He was just uh, he, he had a big, big like thick boy. Yeah, I mean, he was. <laughs> I could see that he he was beefy though. Like, yeah, yeah. he was. But he wasn't Bronson Reed. Bronson Reed thick though. He was slim beef. <laughs> He was like, yeah. you know, quarter, quarter pounder, not, not double pounder. Bad, a bad man. <laughs> <laughs> My ex-fiance could have been a sumo wrestler. <laughs> Your ex-fiance? Yeah. This isn't a marriage. She sits on somebody's face. They out. Oh, God. We'll get it. I didn't. We don't need to hear that's your appropriate. Wall of We're talk right here. <laughs> this is my pre-show talk. Great, <laughs> okay, bro. Not here. Well, you can also go visit her at the zoo, but that's a whole different Jesus thing. Jesus Christ! Oh, Shout God. out to the ex-fiance. Goody goo goo. You bitch. Dude, I feel like that's what they're describing. You remember? So we went to a it's raw. Like somebody show. shaved down a Sasquatch. <laughs> She's a Bigfoot. Listen, we went the bitch is a Bigfoot. The fucking Harambe chant. You remember? He kept taking over raw. They oh, kept yeah. chanting, hey, we want Harambe during the whole fucking show. It was great. And this show was the most disrespectful fans they've ever seen in Cincinnati. Oh, yeah. And they were never bringing a pay-per-view here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Adam's apple chant going you for did Charlotte. You did. And uh, we got. You a, scared a small family a away. Family, scared a small family. family saw us. Got the fuck up and left after. Oh, I told Bailey to break, break her, her neck. neck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Violence when they're wrestling and like it's just you're watching the match and it's silent. Break your fucking neck and die, Bailey. Somebody and this little girl yes. in a Bailey shirt just looks Aww. at him. Yeah, heartbroken. Tears up and the family looks at him and they fucking get up and leave. In my defense, the dad had like long gel parted hair. <laughs> you know what I mean? That doesn't justify it. Like, it's not the worst thing his daughter heard this week. Don't worry. You guys greased our hair. It's disgusting. Listen, <laughs> I'm entitled to risk for Bailey to break her neck. That guy had bad hair. <laughs> it was really funny because, like, dude, it was dead quiet. And I forget who she was wrestling. Somebody had her in a headlock, you know. So I just, you know, we've been drinking, like, you know, like, yeah. and this real loud break her fucking neck. And that echoed, man. Oh, echoed. Family. Left. <laughs> they went somewhere else and sat. They were out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were like, "This is not the event we showed up." Yeah, man, we and, made and, a mistake. Get <laughs> a small Adam's apple chain you going did. Mm. You the did. and I kind of felt bad about that because she heard that, and that's mean. Yeah, <laughs> that's deadly. Honest. That's mean. <laughs> that's why she's upgraded her boobs a couple times. Yeah, that's why goes, I cannot deal with it. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> the reason why this girl's having plastic surgery all the time. Yeah. I mean, have you? Yeah, it's, 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 no, it's a draw day. He wants her to look 
perfect. It seems to bother you. You've noticed quite a bit. You really it's like hard it. not to notice know, when she like, walks. You hear the plastic popping. It's like crash, smiles. You can see it like move. Like Charlotte like, to be my sister. I, 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 I feel guilty that. about it, guys. So it's okay. No, I don't. feel bad about you it. Don't. You don't. <laughs> Andrade's in bed. It sounds like he's rolling around on a bunch of empty trash bags or like empty plastic bags. <laughs> plastic <laughs> bags. Well, she looks this way. She's All right. So anyway, we, we still have people for some reason watching. Yeah, no, we're, we're, <laughs> we're making ourselves look bad real quick. All right. Mm. Sebastian wants to know. Where the fuck is Edge? Where is oh, he took a bunch of steroids and he popped up on Impact Rebellion. Oh, yeah. Weekend. <laughs> oh, Big my God. <laughs> Big Pass looks like Edge just took, like, all the steroids in the world. I couldn't believe it. I was looking at it like, that's fucking Edge. But, like, he yeah. ate Edge and took a bunch of steroids. He said, you know me. You know you don't. <laughs> know. You don't. Holy shit. That, that guy, he's going to have a bad future, I feel. I feel oh, he already know. got fired from WWE from being an alcoholic. And then he had like a stroke at a house show. He looked rough. Oh, yeah. No, we would get fired. And uh, <laughs> I mean, I'll get fired. Chuck get and Josh hired. drank too much. Yeah, yeah, I can't even get we we're gonna put the tag straps on him, but no, got fired. But think about it, though for for a minute, he was at the top of his game. He was engaged oh, yeah. to Carmella. Yep. He bought a great house. Then he mm -hmm. broke his leg, and then not long after, she's banging. Corey Corey Graves. Graves. Are you kidding yeah. me? And, and now he looks like a Goliath Edge. So I don't know what's going on, but uh, he, was, he somebody got his smile back. Apparently, <laughs> he, he had an interview on like Busted Open. He apparently about died mm -hmm. yeah. not long ago. Like he called Enzo and was like, "Help!" Oh. He called Mark Henry and was like, "Dude, I think I'm about done." Yeah. Now he's back. So well, that's cool. That he, I mean, as long, that's cool that he can do that. I couldn't ask for help. Are you, you know what his in game is. Like how fuck do you got to be, though, to call Enzo for help? <laughs> well, I thought he called Mark Henry after that. <laughs> and he's like, wait. <laughs> to be fair, if you're like dying and you're like, eh, and you, Enzo's on the phone, that energy's going to wake your ass up like, hey, spell it with me. I spell soft. Yeah, what are you, soft? R-E-A. Morrissey, you got to dial. Nine, one, one. You don't call Enzo Amore for fucking health advice. <laughs> you know how you fix the Raw rating? You get them two back on Raw. I mean, you're not wrong. Hell yeah. Mm. I still the first fucking thing you do. Less steroids, though. Like, mm. calm down the So you know how the, how the fucking Hardys fucked up their WrestleMania moment years ago by coming back? Everybody <laughs> thought it was so great, but it really fucked Cass and Enzo because they were going to win the straps before no, the Hardys agreed to come back. I love back. the Hardys, though. That was a great intro. So you fix it. You're like, AJ and Obos is going to challenge any tag team in the world, mm. and you sell it for a month. Here's like a then they both come back. You get Matt Hardy back, and then you have Enzo's No, I don't want Matt Hardy the back. Hardy boys. Matt Hardy's doing so great on AEW. He's, He's had nine different gimmicks that still aren't over. He's managing now with lots of money. He's now, hanging so out fine. with the Street Profits. <laughs> street Profits late. Is that the right one? <laughs> I think about it. At first, I wanted broken Matt Hardy, but I like that he settled into a different gimmick. I didn't like the new gimmick at first, but now I'm like, you know what? He's trying something different. It's Hold working up. for whatever it is. Sebastian, he really didn't leave. That was a joke. Um, Edge <laughs> is still with WWE. He's still off. He's selling his concerto <laughs> shit right now. I can get hurt. I haven't seen AEW in probably about a year, so I can't attest and to I, Matt Hardy. I still, I'm the only one at this table that's still watching. He's as relevant as he was with WWE. <laughs> I, he's I love the Hardy not. Boys. They're fantastic. Avon, I'm curious. Uh, what did you watch AEW? What are your favorite? Some of your favorite performers there? Guevara. 
Like Gamora. Like I can't James. stand his teeth. <laughs> See, dude, I can't fucking deal with you. Like hair, teeth, feet, muscle. Like I hate him because he has a great smile. Like, like, what a fucking dick move. He sounds just like a woman, though. He really does. He sounds like well, me. Oh, so Chuck. Oh, she's talking shit now. Yeah. <laughs> she, had so she thought she was complimenting you. <laughs> that's like a woman, though. All right. Like my, my wife says the same thing. You sound like me criticizing how guys look. All right. Hey, working fans, guys. So when we. Josh, you've never hated anybody for a haircut? No, I don't give a fuck. Us women have. Oh, wow. <laughs> I get mad about hair. So I throw up my, ha I throw up my <laughs> hashtag. When we just start raining, I throw up this hashtag. Please follow this on Twitter. <laughs> Dave, I also like Kenny Omega. Never used to like him. I actually do like Kenny. Oh, Jesus Christ. I'm glad that AEW paid for the impact title for him. He's such a good heel. It's hard to like Let me ask you it's guys, hard. since you guys do watch AEW, what the fuck's impact getting out of this deal? I know. Their ratings aren't jumping. They lost mm. all their title belts. The all of them. New Japan's got their <laughs> tag titles. Kenny's got all their world champs. What are they actually getting from this? It's they interesting. Um, initially, the ratings, ratings. initially, the ratings had jumped. And they dropped. They were up a little bit last week, but I don't know like what their normal is. I'll be curious to see what they are tonight. Um, but AEW went down, right? And I saw that. Yeah, NXT, AEW, everybody was down this week, but uh, SmackDown and actually Impact. But Impact rating was oh, so low. <laughs> if Raw goes back down any long further, it's going to be an AEW range. That's pretty yeah. actually hilarious. Yeah. How emasculating! Is it though? Like honestly, like I don't. I'm you know I didn't watch wrestling territory days, and you guys know more about that than I do. But I feel like it's kind of emasculating for Impact to deal, or, you know, join this deal and then just lose all of the time. Right? This shit would never have happened back in the day. Uh, the promoters would have been too much ego. So I mean, on one hand, I do give Impact a little bit of credit. Like they know. Now the question is, is it going to work? Right? It doesn't appear to be like their their ratings aren't to quote Cam and Grimes going to the moon right but <laughs> like they, that's the idea is to get the rub off these guys you know AEW does get better ratings they're on a national but the problem is like w access tv all right how many people get access tv and if you listen to like jim ross talk about you know in creative meetings in the old days with like vince mcmahon and bill watts one of the big things they always said is like talent and tv so you need the talent but you also need the tv and I sure. think that's where impact is really lacking the most is sure. being on access. You know, I like the idea of companies working together, but you gotta be yeah. stupid, we have to, it has to make sense. And just to have one guy or, you know, the same group of guys go in there and just destroy them. I'll, <laughs> get the yeah. I'll paint this picture for you. I don't know if it's going to happen, but impact did tease uh, some pictures with Samoa Joe. They yeah, did this last it. year too. Yeah. They got some Here's people, it. some they did it. Oh, Joe got big there. I used to watch it back when they were on Spike TV. I, right. I used to DNA. Impact. I mean, imagine Omega, you know, going into their uh, main event. Oh, help. Slam oh, no. Here's Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe beats him up, <laughs> takes the title. That would be a huge thing. And we get people talking. But you got to get Joe signed. And you got to. So I, I'll, I'll give this time. But yeah, it's definitely, I'm sure, you know, I'm sure it wish they wish it took off more. I mean, at the same time, too, Impact has changed the days they're on multiple times. They had a couple recap shows right after they did this whole thing. So they haven't done each other any favors. Oh, wow. So. I didn't know Naito was in that video too, Dave. Backley saying that. Oh, I didn't know. I knew Okada uh, was. So, wow. Okay, so. These people are. I, I feel like either. these are people I work with. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you're working with Naito. 
<laughs> no, I feel like these are people that you were complaining about earlier. Yeah, that might be more accurate. Yeah. Hey, Nido, you fucked up the orange chicken. Where's the rice? <laughs> I'm sure these weren't names you were Did uh, you know that uh, Christopher Daniels used to wrestle as Curry Man? He actually had a gimmick in uh, Japan where he actually had a mask and it had like a rice on the top of his head. And he would come out and he would do this little dance and he was just known as Curry I Man. I can't believe it didn't take off. That's crazy. Right. <laughs> took off enough and got him some TV dates, but right, it never made him a huge Now, star. I think this whole thing with Impact, I think they're waiting for the after the COVID time where they can pay off on this and go to Japan, go to AEW more. Will. Right now, it's kind of sketchy because they're not getting much out of it. They're tag champs are on somebody else their heavyweight championship is on somebody else they're not looking terribly strong in these interpromotional things they're losing all they are weak but i mean to be fair they weren't in a point to really negotiate like if you look at where right. it is now versus where they were 4 years ago they're lucky to be here and i think it's just part of that long term play build up some of those allegiances Hopefully, when the time comes, they can get their talent over elsewhere. And, um, but I, I, I do want to add to that, or, or I guess talk about that for a second. They are lucky to be there because they were on a, they're on, you know, sure. they've been failing for years. But, dude, we've been saying they're going to fail since 2010. And yeah. here they are in 2021, and they're still <laughs> here. So they're doing something to keep themselves going. And they are getting more limelight because of the AEW stuff. But they're looking, in my opinion, looking weaker still. So is it going to help them in the long run or make them look worse and give them more of a reason to not make it going forward when this deal eventually runs I go out? I until Tony Khan just buys Impact. Well, that, that could happen. That could happen. <laughs> I'm curious to see if other promotions are going to be involved in this. I mean, we've seen NWA kind of talent like Thunder Rosa get in there a little bit, and they've mentioned that title. I want to say Serena Deeb. As the NWA title, she's uh, AEW, but she got injured, so we haven't seen her. But um, so yeah, there's there's stuff that I think in New Japan, obviously, has been in and out. They announced the match with uh, Moxley's defending the IWP US title in a couple weeks. So there's different promotions that are working there. Kind of Impact's been the focal point, but I'd like to see if this is gonna maybe go on with other promotions because Impact kind of talked about this. On a little preview for uh, the Slam Anniversary or the Rebellion match they had, and it was a storyline, but it's kind of true. Like promotions working together in the past never works out long term. It does. It's uh, in the way every fucking time. That yeah. makes sense too. But like I'm saying, like ego, you have to have. But you know, we say ego, you have to defend yourself. Otherwise, you're like impact. You lose all of your titles. Well, <laughs> so well, here's here. the most interesting thing about this, though. The storyline, real life. Don Callis and Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho are all legit friends. So Don is kind of working this deal, and yeah, uh, that's that's unprecedented. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll see what happens. So annoying. I can't stand that guy. <laughs> That's kind of his job, though. He's supposed to be I know. an asshole. Like, I want to hear Kenny Omega. I like, Not you. But that's what they say. Oh. I can't stand. They piss me off. Like that's but what they're supposed talking. to fucking do. They're heels. I'm like, cut his microphone. I think the problem with it is that it's almost like you know he's behind the scenes, behind all of it. Yeah. Right. To have it be so prominent on screen, it's like, all right, I can see you being on there. You can be annoying, mm-hmm. but I yeah. think it's the amount of time he takes up. I get that. 
I mean, it's still good. Like, I don't watch watch AW weekly, but I'll watch clips, and there'll be times where I'll legitimately be cleaning the living room, so I'll put it on, have something on in the background, because if it wasn't for her, I wouldn't be DVRing it, but we share, like, the same fucking cable app. (laughs) I keep it on there for her, so I'll put it on, because there's some shit I like. Like the inter- I like Chris Jericho. Like I'll I'll watch his segments all sure. day, but Don Callis says the same fucking thing and every week. He's out there. The collector, Kenny Omega. We're changing the world. Yeah, you change the world so much. Your rating jump point one. I, I mean, what did you change? Honestly, guys, I can't stand Kenny Omega. He's not a guy I can get behind. I just he's much him. better as a heel. But. I like that's mm-hmm. what I. He's a good heel. He like. just looks like a he looks like a tall midget. That's weird. His body's his body doesn't look like it's I'm a real body. On. I gotta add that to my notes. <laughs> I'm gonna be judging the side of size of his head now. That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking of his head. Like, 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 his face is too long for his body. Like it doesn't make sense. Hold on. He's I'm got that hornswoggle head. Huh? He's got little legs. He's got a weird torso. He's got He's no got legs. Long square. What am I gonna do about my legs? His hair needs cut. Um, oh, that it does. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> I, I never used to like him. I don't like any of me. I like his heel. Are you, guys, are you guys ready for our top five? I'm ready for the top five. Mm-hmm. So you guys did the. I, think I almost forgot we had a top five. So. <laughs> <laughs> that happens here at RSH. <laughs> we forget a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of forgotten, like proper etiquette. <laughs> Before we get there, check out all these great audio podcasts that people have forgot to do for the last six months. <laughs> All the amazing, awesome audio podcasts over at whatthebuzz.com. Be sure to check them all out. And whether yes. you're driving, whether you're walking, whether you're sitting, listen to them. Make sure to pick the month of February. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so well, That's when their last episodes were out. We just have an okay. All right, guys. Top five greatest promos in the history or promoers, I guess. I said the history of I didn't know how to word it. It was a weird thing. Like top five promos sounds like we're picking specific promos. That's I put talkers. And I like that, especially with working fans being here because you guys, you know, your your show's about older wrestling. Didn't you guys do one uh, of these for promos before? Sure, I'm sure we have. Or you guys are talking. It's funny, like if you ask me, like thing about like stuff like this. Like top five greatest wrestlers or top five greatest event. I'm gonna change sometimes depending on my days. Like it's like I've seen so much good stuff. There's a core, but like like for promo guys, if we go back, like I'm sure there's a couple that I have different now because sure. like the not to spoil. Like I just watched the Roddy Piper documentary and I'm like, oh, that's right, I loved Roddy Piper back in the day. So. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, even when I do my, my wrestling predictions, I because I do different predictions as well, and they're different. It depends what how I feel right now will be different in three hours. I get it. That's <laughs> it's hard to pick. It really Keep is. doing it that way because he always wins at his other <laughs> predictions and then loses. Because <laughs> I'm always drunk when I do this one. I'm sober when I do that one. So <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> Who wants to go? So this started oh, last yeah. week. When somebody sitting at this table that does not have a vagina <laughs> said that John did not cut a promo. I stand by it. Same goddamn thing every week. Yeah. 
Eat and your then, vomit, say your prayers, do your driveway. Then, oh, wait, that's somebody else. Get <laughs> off the air, and he goes, yeah, you know, rock, Cena, punk. I was like, you can't talk shit about Cena, and then drop him in your top three. Oh, and spoiler, he's not in Ben's top, or top five. He's and not it's not a mine either. Out. It's no spoiler mm -hmm. there. I all, all four of you. Not me. All three of you should be ashamed of yourself. You can't even do that. <laughs> John Cena sucks. We all like Fast Nine. Yeah, we're all the excited hell is going? about it. No. God damn it. No, we're not. Want me to go? I'll go. Spot, stop it. If no. I will go first. No more. Go. No more Fast and Furious movies. Just stop. No, John Cena's in it, though. I mean, Paul Walker's already dead. That's not well, he's, he's, he's the best. He's, he's going over in his grave right now. Oh, man. It's all right, Yvonne. Top five. Greatest promo list of all time. Five. Five. I was so proud of her number five. I thought I took effort. I think All Paul right. Heyman. You know, Paul Heyman's not a wrestler, but when he is on the mic, when he's speaking for Roman or for Brock, Paul Heyman has very powerful words, which really hits a lot of superstars. And actually, I've seen paying attention. He changes a lot of people, like Apollo, um, talking smack. He sets mm. up RO, got him. He gets the fire going in people. So uh, Paul Heyman does, and he actually makes effect on him. And he's honest, and he doesn't care who he hurts. He don't care. Excellent. When he's when he's able to be spoken to or in an interview, I was very happy she picked Paul Heyman. Hey, I, I was ready for like I told you. Brie Bella, Nikki Bella. I don't put stupid. Uh, Victoria, like Molly, Holly, and Charlotte. It is hard to argue. Uh, you know Paul Heyman's ability to talk mm -hmm. to the microphone. Mm -hmm. One of the best of all time. Tremendous. Uh, you go back to early days of like, uh, like you look up some old WCW stuff. He had the Dangerous Alliance, and well, yes. Paul Heyman was the mouthpiece w. for like Rick Rude, yeah. Steve Austin, Iron Anderson, guys that could talk, and Paul could lead that. And you look what he does for guys like Brock Lesnar, who doesn't want to talk. Um, he's just tremendous. He's one of the absolute best. I want to say there's a. Uh, I think if you look up on YouTube, it's like Paul Heyman cuts a promo on Vince McMahon, and it's leading towards this evasion angle. It's just absolutely one of the best. Oh, I watch that. I, I, so I, he he talks about Vince's dad, and the, the story behind it. I saw like he mentioned somewhere else was all Vince told him was go make me some money, and Paul said, "You sure I can say whatever you want about you?" He right. said, Make me some money. Hell yeah! Paul went on, on on him, and he blasted him, and Vince took it until the end. I think. They had Taz or someone choke him out, but it was, gets, you know. <laughs> Paul Heyman gets to the facts and only the facts. That's what Paul Heyman does. Well, he's great on talking. He's great on talking. Fantastic on talking smack, too. And he's not afraid to hurt your feelings. He's just speaking the truth, and it actually does help some Like God smack. I mean, he came up in Memphis. Look at what he did in ECW, where mm -hmm. he got those guys to work for no money. For yep. so long, promising him that money was on the way. <laughs> and his father's a lawyer, so I think words are important to him and the way like sentences are structured and what you're trying to say. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Good yeah. number five. Who's number four? Punk. Oh. Punk. When he Truth bomb. Punk, Sam Punk never stayed on the script. We all know that. He always went off. Um, Pipe bombs. Actually, he's had his microphone mm. cut off a few times. And I was back in that day a CM Punk fan. I think I have more his of his shirts than anybody else's. Who but isn't a CM Punk fan? I loved his promos because he always got off script. Mm. I mean, like I said, Punk didn't care who he hurt. He just did whatever. Take the vents off. Mm -hmm. They're like, stay on script. Pipe bomb. Cut his mic off. And then he gets on commentary, runs his mouth. He was screaming. He was, the, he was on commentary. I, I, I don't like your four number three. I think they suck. 
Uh, Who's number three? The Rock. The Rock. Fucking Rock. Why? <laughs> what did The Rock not do on the microphone? Facts. I mean, Wake me up when you need me to click the band. Dude, this, you shut up. He said Poo-Tang on, on camera every week. And you're going to say that's not fucking hilarious? When you were 12 years old, exactly. you thought that was the best thing ever. It's been you say you like The Rock. It's like, it seems like Nickelback because it's the cool thing to do on Facebook these days. <laughs> Everybody loved The Rock in the late 90s. I say did, you get I it did. is nonsense. Every time The Rock held the microphone, I was always excited. What's he going to say next? Who's he going <laughs> to take what's he gonna say? He's gonna say if you smell. Blah, blah, blah. No, no, no. He, always, he was on the first SmackDown, and he drew ratings. Like they bring him back just oh, yeah. to do a promo, and that promo is what. Uh, mean, just, we don't have time for facts. You here, mean? Okay? mean <laughs> he's right. But he's not John Cena. He don't say four words. The Rock. Stop. The Rock. Leave John Cena alone. That's why he's the Rock. Dude, The Rock. John Cena's promos were just like The Rock, Stop. just not funny. He said the same things over and over again without the middle part that was funny. But The Rock made it. Yeah, personal. he was like White Rock. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be honest. I, I, think, I think Cena's a good promo. I think Cena, um, they they stuck him. I think The Rock is I think The Rock is really good, uh, actually. I, he's on my list. But and there's a reason. I think Rock did such a good job. That unfortunately, they forced John Cena for a little while to try to be the Rock. Sure, he tried to be that funny Rock, and John doesn't have to be the Rock. When John, when the Rock came back, there's a couple moments where John schooled him on some promos, and I was like, "Holy shit!" But John doesn't make my list, even though he's good because the Rock's overall work to me is so good. Yeah, I was gonna off on Cena because he's on my list because I have have some fucking legends in this fucking room. Wait, what legend? This little room we're in on Streamyard. I'm the only one that has some respect. Ignore the of all time. I think they do it with Roman too, though, for a little while until Roman started doing his own thing. Like I think The Rock was so funny and so good. There's never been somebody that funny that they're constantly still trying to get that guy, and they don't have that guy. No one else is doing that guy in wrestling, and they won't let him give him. They won't give him the opportunity to do it. You right. know what I mean? Like they, they, the guys that they give opportunities to, they're not funny like The Rock. You know, CM no. Punk can't talk like The Rock. No. Bray Wyatt can't talk like The Rock. No. John Cena can't talk like The Rock. You know who could probably though? Kevin Owens could probably talk like The Rock if you give him the opportunity yeah. to. Yeah, yeah. Look at what he did before yeah. WrestleMania. He was one of the better off-the-cuff promos during that rain delay. Yep. Yeah. probably their most underutilized. Not underutilizing the right word. Underappreciated. He shouldn't be on SmackDown. They shouldn't have fit like the whole Roman thing where they just had him lose with like that's a whole different topic. Kevin Owens is <laughs> their next guy after John Cena. They're, the he's not lost. I think him and Sammy's well, going to I, I think him and Sammy's going to end up teaming. It's going to be no, fantastic. He's not lost at all, but he's not he he's not going to reach. He's the a potential. fucking superstar. He could he should be a superstar. Right, right, when right. he came out of NXT and so, who put him over. John fucking Cena. But anyway, there's a fucking star right out so of the what? gate. He beat John Cena right away. That that's what John Cena did. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I'm just curious. I'm just curious. Exactly. Go to number two. That's why he's not right. an no, Number two. The Miz, the A-lister. What? Mm-hmm. Everybody knows the Miz can pull a great promo. Great talker. Like our dad just said the other day, every time you see Miz, he never shuts up on the microphone. He's that good. Miz is a great talker. You're He's absolutely great, correct. Right? On Miz TV, either his gimmicks with Morrison. Correct. That, yep, <laughs> anything. The Miz can pull it off. I mean, absolutely. Is this awesome. just an Ohio vote? Every time I see him, I'm like, I don't want to be watching this shit. Like, you know what's funny? I appreciate that what he's doing is good, 
maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I, oh, I got hey, hey, hip hop, hop, hop oh, on my rough. phone. But John Cena actually saw this yesterday, I think, on Twitter. John oh, Cena put the Miz's new shit over. Like, yeah, John Cena said he was like the hardest worker he'd ever seen. He I mean, is. the dude wasn't. I, I, I believe Miz is a hard worker. I also think Miz is actually one of the better guys when it comes to. Um, Look at his wife. Of course scripted. he's a hard worker. I think yeah. Miz is one of those guys, like, he's really good at being scripted. Now, I'm. I'm not saying he couldn't cut off the cuff. He's never been probably, you know, done that too much. Mm-hmm. But I think he's one of the better guys at being scripted. I wouldn't put him on my top promo list, but I can see where somebody likes his stuff. And well, I think he's better at, like, if you hand someone else a script, they might be like, don't know how to make it their own. I think he knows how to make it his own and, yeah, make that character. Talking smack, he did go off the cuff against Daniel Bryan. And he was, was fucking fantastic with that, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Props to him, yes. Like everything. You, talking smack, got some legit shit. Yeah. That's fair. They have, they have, they have more opportunity it's there. pretty right deep from that, yeah. yeah there's mm-hmm. no grip. It's just straight shoot. Yeah, but I agree with that for sure. That's some good points with the Miz. He does really well does. at just saying Miz things. You believe they give him, yeah. <laughs> everything he says, you believe. No matter, like, hey, hey, hop, hop, stupidest shit ever, right? But, like, he made it entertaining. He, made like, it, he takes yeah. whatever shit they give him on script, and he's like, all right, this sure. is going to be good. If you watch his yeah. Rain movies, no, but I'm sure they're fine because he's probably busted his ass and made them okay. I just saw the first Marine, and it was terrible. Yeah, why? Because Cena was in it? <laughs> no, because the movie was terrible. <laughs> You're fucking right. We've all seen Die right. Hard. This is raw for a shit. That pisses me off. Now Die Hard. Well, it's not fucking Christmas, so this put is, that away. This was the joy of. Hi, right. who's your number one? Chris Jericho. Yeah. Yeah. Gimmick, Chris Jericho, every time he had a microphone, gimmick or not. Didn't he just sn- slay uh, MJF last night? Point exactly. Oh, I wear a Chris Jericho shirt right now. I was he, watching something on Twitter. He, Didn't they do like a stare down last time in AEW? He ate him like he killed it as always. What can Chris Jericho not do with the microphone? He kills everything off with the microphone. Gimmick I'll or agree. not, from List of Jericho to... I was watching uh, last night a gimmick with the New Day. He called him Trap Queens. Stupid idiot. Trap Queens. <laughs> All the people in the back, monkeys in the truck. I mean, it's just Chris Jericho's this. Dude, she played a clip for me from AEW from a few weeks ago mm-hmm. when we were coming here where he looked at Sean Spears. He goes, Sean Spears. <laughs> You all I've heard is about all your potential. I've never fucking seen it. <laughs> she said fucking. Then he had the no. nerve to ask Guevara last night. Last Dude, time. I'm so sick of Sean Spears. A different subject. I called him perfect loser on this show. Actually, nice. He's got Peyton Royce. He's no. He's not a loser. <laughs> Wrestling, he is. Yeah, yeah, he is. A, unfortunately, you know, he's just not going to be gasping and get him. So he can't. But do he it. has the nerve to question Guevara. Jericho like last does. night. He Excuse said, um, "You something along the lines of." You got lost in the shuffle in WWE. Then you got here, road Cody's coattails for a minute. Now you're lost in the shuffle here. When are you? What are you doing? Yeah. He, you know, it's terrible because he's literally the guy in that group that's going to take. And MJF praises him like he's the guy. Boy, and crap that whole is. pinnacle thing well, built for MJF. Pinnacle. Pinnacle. MJF, Wardlow, the revival, yeah. Tully Blanchard, and Sean Spears. I thought Wardlow was part of uh, the Dark Order. Clearly, <laughs> I don't know. Let's let's let the work. Let's get some older older stuff going on. So what we got? Let's go with producer Joe. Top five promos. All right, Joe. Hold on. Let me find your list. There we go. Bam. Five. Okay. Jake Roberts. I don't think you can deny this guy would creep you out with his promos. Everything he said, he believed. He really innovated the not talking loudly to make people mm-hmm. listen. 
And in a way, I almost think that makes what he's saying creepier. I agree. Yeah. And he was like creepy before the Undertaker creepy. Like he was kind of like the starter of the creepy monster. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. In that fucking snake. You can't argue that snake. That's just scary mm-hmm. in itself. <laughs> but, I uh, like the snake. It's- <laughs> yeah, and he's going to be one of the features on Dark Side of the Ring this year. So you're going to yeah. find out where he draws that creepiness from. That's. I think Stone Cold's going to be a part of that, from what I understand. That'd be cool. That, that'd be I'm mistaken. That's just Bill. Bill. Never mind. I'm wrong. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was that whole moment. Uh, Austin 316. It was because of his match with Jake. Because Jake had uh, at when that Jake time, was coming off the crack and going to the religion. He was going to the religion, but he really probably hadn't gone all the way to the religion yet. He still has some crack in his system. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, person has but, a little crack in their system. So. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, that's the whole thing with Austin. I remember, you know, Austin 316 will whoop your ass. And, yep. and I mean, Jake, I, I agree. I mean, I remember. Apparently, like, the 12 steps will whip his ass, too. <laughs> He's made it up like eight of them and fallen back down each time. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Jake. Yeah, he was a great promo though. You're not wrong. Yeah. His stuff, and he was kind of maniacal, right? Yeah, like yeah. Is that the right word to use. Never trust the snake. That was his thing. No. Yeah. I dig it. I dig it. I dig oh, it. Fuck. Yeah, that, that 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 was Austin's moment was of Jake. Kicked it off. Yeah. Number four. MJF. There's not too many people that commit to being a heel this fully and for him to be so young and be that good on the mic where's he gonna be when he's jericho's age and look at the people he's learning under now he's got tully blanchard there he's got jericho he's of other people that he can work with and learn from and i think he's only gonna get better as time goes on student of the game i um I want to say I went. We I don't know. I think Joe was there too. We went to an independent wrestling show a few years ago. MJF was there, and uh, there was this guy dressed up in uh, this Laparka mask. It was a Halloween show. There's there's independent with like a Halloween show. They got a lot of top independent. Out of it. And this guy's kind of annoying throughout the whole time. And people are some people are liking him, but I'm sitting next to him like fuck this guy. And so <laughs> at one point he's saying something to MJF who's selling. He's down on that. This is what I think of like when I say like fearless heel because like you probably shouldn't touch fans. MJF pie faces this guy. Yeah. I roar in laughter. I, he's my number one baby face at this point. Hell and yeah. uh, if you look at like in AEW, like I saw him like pop it like uh, he threw a drink in a fan's face and like he flipped yeah. over his beer on him. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw a thing when he was in MLW like Devon Eric's who are legendary down there with their kids are wrestling and they were in Texas. And he's talking about the Von Eric curse, and he says, "Don't do the Von Eric thing." Talking, about, I'm like, this guy does not care what he it's says. Early twenties no. doing that shit, yeah. like that is some false. Yeah, I'm telling you, mm-hmm. be in WWE in five years. Facts. Will, he won. He won me over two times. One when he was on Stone Cold's podcast and stayed in character. That was fun. Yes. Yes. And then uh, two, when he flipped off a little kid at an autograph signing. <laughs> yes. That's that that. <laughs> How about that thing he did to the kid in the wheelchair a couple of years? I don't know if you heard that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the kid's in the wheelchair. He said, how's uh, the kid said, how are you? Or how are you doing? Or something like that. MJF's like better than you. <laughs> <laughs> and he's dedicated to it. And he sticks to that it. That's why you got to respect Randy Osgood showing out. Yeah, and man, Joe and Dave are the best. They are the I best. Mean, Absolutely. Hey. I love Joe and Dave. 
Number three is going to make Tyler Peters smile. Uh -oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> now, Jim Cornette, I would say it's the flip side of Yvonne's Paul Heyman pick because Jim Cornette is just a Southern Paul Heyman. Fact. Both yeah. really good with words. They've just got perspectives of different areas. Paul Heyman being from the North New York area, Cornette from the South. Cornette also not afraid to say much. It's gotten him kicked off TV. And even if it didn't get him kicked off, he probably wouldn't be afraid to leave and tell them to get fucked on the way out. <laughs> There's a reason his podcast is popular and it's popular with people that agree and don't agree with him just because just him on the mic is money. Both, both Cornet and Heyman started off as wrestling photographers as kids, too. Oh, fair enough. I know. Yeah. That's cool. I, I listened to Paul Heyman's story of like, I remember I heard where I heard it, but he was talking about how he just kind of went into a building and he went into a, a meeting with uh, Dusty Rhodes, you know, and he was just talking. And Paul Heyman just went, he's like 15 years old, went and sat down. And Rhodes is like, Who are you? He's like, I'm Paul Heyman. <laughs> All right. <laughs> like, yeah. What? Yeah, there was something too where I think Dusty asked him, like, uh, what are you doing here? And he's like, uh, I'm learning for you. And, he's like, well, you. and Dusty's just like, well, you're learning from the best, baby. Now sit down. <laughs> what? Yeah, it's in course the same way. People want to hear his speech, whether they hate it or love it. Yeah. Right. They love to hate it, you know? Right. Mm -hmm. He's a fun follow on Twitter. He was I've destroying Roos of the oh. weeks ago. Oh. Don't get into it with Cornette on Twitter. That will not work out for you. <laughs> he's, he's good at Twitter. All right. He's good so at let's Twitter. segue to Joe's number two, who probably doesn't know what Twitter is at this point in his life, but he does know what alcohol and drugs are. Oh, me too. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> I, it's arguable he could be number one depending on the day, but <laughs> this guy is a talker. I mean, if you look at No Context Ric Flair on Facebook, no this context. guy has enough good talking. <laughs> oh, my God. Put up his speeches and memes, and it's hilarious. I mean, back in the day, you could believe anything he'd say in the ring, and if you were his wife, I don't know if I would believe you. Which one? Which wife? Oh. Any of them. I mean, to Josh's point, I think there's a reason Charlotte might have ended up the way she has. That, that kind of shit happens when you don't know your dad too well. Uh, Joe, he loves his son. <laughs> that that oh, no context Rick Flair thing he's telling you about. I saw about oh, Charlotte. That stuff is so brilliant. <laughs> the thing with Rick Flair, I think I saw this year, so I'll repeat the joke. Uh, the thing with Rick Flair is he is proof. Proof that all you need to live forever is Viagra, cocaine. <laughs> well, whatever he drinks, whiskey. It is older. It's disgusting. <laughs> I mean, I joke about Ric Flair, but all time one of my favorites. Sure, the guy is a legend. The just the battles that him and Dusty Rhodes had on the mic. Mm-hmm. I don't know if their mic battle is better or their in-ring battles are better. It's that's how close it is. Sure. And yeah, man, the thing with Rick is say not to give away my number one, but Dusty's <laughs> my number one, and <laughs> not too long. But I mean, they're just kind of flip sides of the coins. Yeah. Rick Flair got big because he had Dusty Rhodes to battle against. Mm -hmm. Dusty Rhodes, same thing. He had Rick Flair to play off of. 
Dude, that hard times promo is something that cannot be forgotten. Right. Hands down the best promo of all time. And I think the important thing with Dusty is he reached out to the people where Ric Flair was almost like modern day rap, where he was just bragging. He was just that guy that you couldn't be. Almost like what MJF is striving to be right now. Uh-huh. But the thing with MJF is he's more articulate. Ric Flair would just say things. <laughs> like MJF is... Oh, yeah. MJF's a little bit of Rowdy Piper, I think. Yeah, too. I he's a little Piper that. Flair. Yeah, he's yeah. Right. Edgy. a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Yeah. yeah. Ric Flair named his dick on TV, so I mean... Oh, that's, that's Edge. That's <laughs> the wildness you get from him. That's a good point. I didn't know that. Ric Flair was on the 80s. like He was on TV when nobody talked behind the business. He said in a promo <laughs> in front of Dusty, he said, and you know in front of 70,000 people... I don't do no jobs. And then Dusty came back out of probably, I don't do no jobs either. So where are we at? <laughs> it's like, Ty? No counters? I don't know. I can see why he's had oh, many man. wives in the end. Who's that? Goldberg? No. Gilbert. Goldberg. Goldberg. I'll go next. Let's do it. I ain't scared. Now we're cursed because of that. All right, here we go. Five. Dude, the game, mm-hmm. Triple H. Yep. And here's why I hate the game, Triple H. And you're all going to disagree. They were long. They were drawn out. They were. Mm-hmm. But they made you hate him. And when he's on TV, you're you're watching. At least in my case, I was yes, watching. Absolutely. Triple H is on there, kind of like what we talked about earlier with uh, with Jim Cornette. I want to hate what he says. And when I was in sixth grade and Triple H was beating the shit out of Stone Cold in The Rock, that's what I was watching. Triple H talked massive shit, even though he cheated the entire time. <laughs> he talked like he wasn't cheating. And, uh, you know, it made you watch. So Triple H, and he will say hey, what I'm doing right now. He'll just keep talking, but I don't really say anything, mm-hmm. in, in my opinion. Is uh, it's good promo skills because you have to say a lot of things in a small amount of time sometimes, and that's what he right, does. Right. I think he's a good promo, but I when he said for some reason I keep thinking about the Rock making fun of him where he would do that thing, and I'm the game. I'm I'm out in the show. You know, like he did this whole thing. I got thing. Two slept for a wife. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Rock's the best. Got to be a good talker yeah. if he talked his way into marrying Stephanie and getting into. Yeah, the he knew how to sell. <laughs> <laughs> You convinced Vince. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. Triple H is just a good heel. I'm like, you know, Bret Hart likes to talk shit about him. I like to talk shit about him, but he is a good, good heel. He is. Uh, what else we got? Number four. If you're looking at fucking Iron Man. What the fuck? No, he died. I'm <laughs> <laughs> my waist in my no, time so watching set, that. The Young Bucks apparently were wearing like that leather black jacket with the fur that Seth wears. So he put on Twitter with a picture side by side with the Young Bucks. says, congratulations to my jacket. <laughs> On its successful trip through the forbidden door, hashtag embrace division, <laughs> hashtag ringleader. Seth Rollins, <laughs> Jericho's spot. I honestly thought that was Aquaman though when I looked over there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know, but I was thinking Aquaman. You know, waste the time to watch that movie. Knowing uh, <laughs> <laughs> from that angle, it's fine. I already died. All right, Mick Foley. Mick Foley, come on, guys. Nobody mentions Mick Foley. Like that dude, mm. he will get a crowd going wherever he's at. And you know, same thing when I was a, when I was a kid. One of the first promos I saw was from Mick Foley. I don't remember what year it was, but you know, it was an, an old school Mick Foley promo. Oh. He's the everyday man. He is. He's not. There's no muscles. There's missing teeth. There's shaggy ass hair. <laughs> yeah. But he still is making you care about him with his passion of whatever it is that mm-hmm. he's saying. So I think Mick Foley and his comeback as GM was rough. But back <laughs> when he had, you know, he could express himself without being 
you know, created over or whatever. It was it was good. And I think McFoley is underappreciated as a promo artist. I agree. I didn't have him on my list, but I, I wish I did. That's a good one. He uh, his his stuff with Jim Ross and those sit down interviews is mankind. Oh, yeah. I think are some of the best stuff ever. And if you happen to check out his old ECW interviews, he does this whole thing about anti hardcore and like you know like going into school and they were like offer him drugs, you know. And he's like, I've been talking about these, but he turned it all into like wrestling. Though. Like he's talking about. These, Fall out his command, and he's like, I don't need your drugs. <laughs> it was like so good, though. It's kind of like how you mentioned you know, Joe mentioned earlier with, with uh Roberts, it's the same thing. He yeah. believed what he was saying, and you believe that he believes what he's saying, and that therefore you believe what he's saying. It's like, man, that guy, that guy, you don't right. fuck with. No, you don't. So that's why I mean, Bull is a guy I'll just never forget when it comes to his. I think he's underappreciated a little bit in all of his he ring work. Yeah. All, all yeah, absolutely, work. I do too. Yeah, big fan. Three. And we've already talked about CM Punk. How could you uh, not have him? And then, you know, I think CM Punk, too, people kind of forget. that They say, well, he did the pipe bomb, and that was awesome. So now we all love CM Punk. Fact. But even before that, when he was still one of the – how did he word it? One of the uh, the pegs in the wheels. You know, He was still doing phenomenal mm. promos before that promo. Right. He would right. still – do and say things. It's just like, man, this guy. Then he became an announcer, and then this guy, like, he's he was funny. He can talk. He can articulate. And you like him or hate him, you believe what he's saying. And it's like, man, this guy's kind of like Eminem. I was kind of saw him as the Eminem of WWE. You know what I mean? Like no. straight edge bullshit pass. Yeah. Eminem's not straight. Look edge. at John John Cena freestyles, but CM Punk's the Eminem of WWE. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, because John Cena's a fucking opposer no, from not. Massachusetts. Anyway. Yeah. Uh. It didn't matter with Punk. Like, I forgot to say, he was in straight edge society. Sure. His yeah. He destroyed the Nexus. He was the lead, yeah. He was the leader. Well, second leader, second, but you know, yeah. but he, but he was good on the mic, and I loved his announcing when he was injured. That was great. Yeah. And then obviously the pipe bomb was hilarious. Oh yeah, <laughs> that was. Great. You have to be a good talker if, when you're injured, you can go to something like a commentary and use your mic skills. Sure. Right. Rather than just be off TV. Absolutely. That you know that that, that was good. He talked himself into stardom. I mean, he right. was legit going to end up leaving and Vince just said, say what you want. And they weren't really expecting much out of that. And Punk ended up getting signed, got the belt, and they had another couple years run out of him. And I think like he actually earned John Cena's respect in that same time frame for those same reasons, you know? So that's a big deal for CM Punk that he's actually able to use his ability to talk to stay relevant. Not everybody has the ability or opportunity to do that. CM Punk did and took it. So you can't argue CM Punk's mic skills, in my uh-uh. humble opinion. And, of course, we mentioned Chris Jericho as well. Same mm-hmm. thing. One of the biggest disappointments, though, in my watching WWE was their WrestleMania oh. feud. Man, opportunity. Both great talkers. Both good in the ring. But, man, their mic skills are equal to, like, Jericho and Rock. And uh, mm. Jericho twice, and you know they they won't have <laughs> alcohol bullshit. I'm in a bar or a Jack Daniels bottle. Mm-hmm. That feud was terrible, but man, I remember being so hyped for that feud. But Jericho's another one we've you know, we talked mm-hmm. already with with on your list. I, love, <laughs> list. I loved his match against Fandango. Uh, that was good. Uh, you know, but <laughs> like, I will never forget one his feud with Stephanie McMahon. Hilarious. You know, he'd be out there. Remember, yeah. you guys remember when he was out there the with day, The Rock? Oh, he yeah. Yeah, yeah, man, he's this good. Like his debut, his debut itself 
Sure. Yeah, it's like this absolutely. is where I'll disagree with you about punk. I think punk's the most overrated. Like I think Mad. the pipe bomb is you why know what everybody about. loves him so much. And it is. it is. But if you look at his past promo, he's not really all he does is bitch about stuff that people bitch on Twitter on TV. No, but he did that before Twitter. My was spot big. sucks. Just this program sucks. Yeah, but you're there every week doing live events and making well, millions then, of dollars. But, then, but no, so, but you say that, but then he quit, and you're still saying, well, you quit. So you can't have it both ways. I don't care that he, he quit. He I believes, don't want him to come he back. He believes what he said and went with it. Anyway. You he, can't say – I don't – He never thought this was fun. He went to UFC. He went to UFC. You guys well, remember how that went. I was at Chuck's house. Chuck was putting together the cups for beer pong. He was like, <laughs> keep me updated on the match. I hit refresh. It says CM Punk loses. 12 <laughs> I said it's over. He couldn't even fucking set up the beer pong table yet. Mike, That's Mike, what Mike's, Punk is. Mike's skills and UFC abilities are two way different. I didn't things. compare him. Uh, sure. sure. <laughs> I, I want to say something about Jericho though, because um, Jericho was very funny, but he also had that run where he was feuding with Shawn Michaels years later. And he came back dressed as a suit, and he had oh, a suit on, and he was talking. He did the same thing, like he was talking very quietly. And very arrogantly. So I think the thing about Jericho too with his promos, he's got great range. Sure, so. he's able to his he, delivery, and he'll tell you yes. he can. Yeah. He will change his character and adapt yeah. at the you know drop of a dime. Like Jericho is the most adaptable, like Catwoman, adaptable motherfucker. Yeah. Ever. He is. <laughs> mm-hmm. He has a um, microphone. You're in trouble. Dude, he created a feud with Goldberg with no outcome. He just did it. He did. <laughs> like, he did. <laughs> and then that where's the ring shit's hilarious. And you know he's his a thousand holds. Yeah, that's, that's he commercially yeah, comes man. back. He's still armbar, dude. Jer- armbar. And I'll never forget his his run with The Rock when they, when they were talking to Stephanie. I, I remember watching that live, and I just remember thinking that was the funniest thing. Or now I was like twelve, but I thought it was the most funny thing. And mm. I still remember it. How many years later, Jericho just won that. If he's on, if he's got a microphone in his hand. I'm watching, unless it's on AEW. I just don't watch that. But that's besides the point. <laughs> He's doing great on AEW. So does anybody want to guess what his number one is? Fine. Well, yeah. Yep, Dude, and here's the deal with yeah. The Rock. You can sit here and you can be cool and should talk The Rock in 2021 because he's in the Fast and the Furious movies. And no, he he's not. He got booted and, for John Cena like he does in everything oh else. He spinned off and created his own franchise from that franchise. Oh, anyway. Fucking 232. Tooth Fairy 2. Yeah, is that his new franchise? I found your teeth again. That was a cute movie. Listen, shut up. Nobody called the Tooth Fairy (laughs) 2. I found your teeth again. (laughs) You know that Charlotte's going to be in the new Walking Tall? They had to get a real man to do the movie. Hmm. She's the guest of honor, I heard. (laughs) Listen, thing with The Rock. You rock. Okay. Oh, God, I'm losing it. I got to do something. Oh, shit. Are we good? We're <laughs> 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 <Or> not. Jeff Roney beating pie. I'm killed Joe with that. I'm The Rock. Dude, The Rock was so huge in 1998, 1999. And yeah, he did his If You Smell. That was kind of boring. took 10 minutes. But the shit he said in between. Yeah. He said Poo-Tang. Yeah, he talked about eating pussy and getting his dick sucked on live I television. That weekly. That hour 25 where you just start. You mean, <laughs> you mean we weren't talking about baked goods? 
What the fuck? I was so confused. <laughs> I'm just saying. Even that then earlier, you know, we were talking about you know how he made fun of others. In my opinion, the greatest. I like how this is RSH after dark now. He has been an hour and twenty, and then it's like anything. RSH underground. underground. Dude, dude, RSH dude, underground. Dude, his shit was coach. Yeah, he made fun his of coach. His shit was coach. <laughs> Dude, the coach was like his most epic. Him and Michael, Michael Cole. Cole. Yeah, Michael Cole. And he's like kick him to the ground. <laughs> and that it doesn't matter. Shit. Don't look at the rock strudel while you're down there. <laughs> See, that shit. Yeah. He has good delivery. Sure. Yeah. That's how you do promos. That's exactly. the point. I, under, promo. I understand it. Uh, so, you know, and then, obviously, and, and the, the greatest <laughs> promo know. of all time, of all time, was Hell in a Cell. I think it was right before Hell in a Cell. Of the year 2000, I think it was 2000. I could be making stuff up, but he made fun. Remember the six man Hell in a Cell match with Rikishi, Kurt Angle, say, Stone Cold, Triple H, Rock, and Undertaker. Yeah, yeah, man. And The Rock went down and made fun of all five of those fools in one promo. And it was hilarious. <laughs> it was yeah. hilarious. You know, and I think he, just, he could make fun of people. And then he would just say the same catchphrase over and over, mm -hmm. but people still laughed at the. It doesn't matter, bullshit. He even la made people laugh <laughs> to a computer, which is ridiculous in like 2011. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, so The Rock, arguably one of the big reasons that WCW <laughs> lost the Monday Night Wars. And that's not because it's in ring work. And ring work, you know, he could do He's stuff. Okay. But <coughs> yeah, it's promo guy. when it comes to entertainment, when it comes to being on screen and people want to watch what he's going to say, yeah. Grant, half of it's been repeated. Still, <laughs> you want to see middle part where it's going to be new and that's what the rock is and that's why the rock will always be even though his tenure is pretty short compared to everybody else still one of the most electrifying of all time like his career short he went like what 95 to 2002 and then he came back a few times after that but like oh him and stone cold both had great sure. runs, but it, it didn't really last that long. But it nope. was so crazy. It was like six years. Yeah, man. it's short, wow. short. It mm -hmm. And then you have John yeah. Cena, who's been around since <laughs> 02 to 16. Yeah, and everybody yeah. else, the Triple H, fucking yeah. forever. But yeah. also two, Hogan. Yeah. two of the four big ones. Well, I guess Hogan too. Fucking Taker. Well, yeah, yeah. He signed till he's 80. I'm I'm convinced to be a WrestleMania 52. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, so I mean, for that short amount of time before the internet, Rock took off because of his ability to. Speak on camera. Yeah. You can't. That's so. You know, when it comes to promo skills, his career is promo. That's it. There's no good. There's no five star match in the Rock's career. Promo and video packages because they were just great video packages too. You know, that's all I got. All right, Dave. Oh, yeah, that's all. <laughs> it is. How about you? I'm ready. Get that Rock shit off here. <laughs> I'm on my last beer. <laughs> Number five. Terry Funk, old school. Uh, Terry's another quiet talker. He made things very believable. Terry Funk would come out in his voice. And you talk about, like, you know, this show going off the rails. I remember Terry Funk. And <laughs> WWE had a uh, shotgun Saturday night. And they were uh, on location in these clubs. And they would do the, They did the show for a little while. And they were in a bar or something. And they had a wrestling ring in it. And Terry Funk calls out Steve Austin. And he's like, Come on, Austin. Your mother's a whore. And I'm watching this, and I'm like, what the hell? It's like Terry Funk just doesn't care. He would say crazy things. That's funny. He tells a story about, like, his dad having to, like, put down his pet jackass. He had to put it down. He's like, I love that jackass. And he said, but 
just like Ric Flair, we had to put it out of its misery. <laughs> it's like, it was just these great lines, but he was so also like, he could be funny, but he could also be very like, ah, oh, this guy's crazy. Like, you don't really know what he's going to do. And sure. uh, I actually read something in his book. Him and Jerry Law both talk about this. And the art of the great making money with a promo is to, you know, you got to fool the audience. And it's like, you take something that you think there's, they're saying that you're not supposed to be hearing. You make something a little personal. Like he might've done this with Dusty, where maybe he'll mention something that nobody else would, you know, and, now you got him hooked. Like, wait, he's not supposed to talk about that. And Terry would do that. And that was the art of a great promo. Did Hell he yeah. call Dusty Virgil one time? Uh, I think the one you're talking about, he might have. But I remember Gary Hart was uh, his manager. No, yeah, was, it yeah. was Gary Hart. Yeah, and they said they called him off there. And they're like, Virgil, we're going to hurt you. And, and Dusty was pissed because he, he didn't want his real name on there. He's like, tell Gary, don't call me Virgil no more on TV. Yeah. <laughs> on TV. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, dude, Terry Funk is a crazy dude. I remember watching. You know, he's he's a partner with like Mick Foley a lot, right? Yep. Yeah, that was off, Charlie. Yep. <laughs> Did that. Yeah. Oh man, I can't wait for number four. Number four, baby. We got here. The Rock. The People's People's Chant. <laughs> Let me tell you. Uh, I'll just throw a couple quick. My favorite rapper. I think I think he is very funny. I remember when Kane was coming out and like he couldn't talk right. He's like Kane comes out there and he's like. Rant me, <laughs> like nobody did that shit, you know. The big he red said, forward. <laughs> oh yeah, he did. He said, and well, I mean, this is the quote, folks. We're not saying you should say this, but he said, "You're looking at the rock like you're part retard." Or something. It's like nobody said that, but Rock did. And then he talked about Big Show. He would go places you didn't think he'd go. Like yeah. Big Show, you come out here and you do the most impressive thing, and you go, "The Big Show." <laughs> it was so good, and then like. I remember specifically when the NWO got to WWE and, you know, you talk about saying things you don't think you're going to say. Here comes Kevin Nash and Sky Hall and nobody talked about their back in the day. But Rock did. He says, oh, look at here. Diesel, Big Daddy, Bitch, Chico, Razor Ramon. And nobody did stuff like that. His comedy was so good. I think of anything. He ruined it for everybody else because they're trying to duplicate that to this day. Oh, and yeah. It can't be done. He's one of a kind. So. Absolutely. Sure Remember is. watching making fun of like Bubba Ray Dudley, that stutter shit? You know, he was starting. Oh, to yeah. And like, yeah, he just did that. <laughs> but for oh. Josh's sake, we can move on to my number three. I'm ready to go. <laughs> You'll drink line. it. You'll drink it in eventually. Rowdy Piper. Uh, Rowdy Piper, mostly, mostly for his heel run. Um, with Hogan, like he kind of kicked off WrestleMania. I mean, uh, kicking Cindy Lauper in the face, yeah. <laughs> like that's a real sentence. We know? all wanted to do that, you know. Ah, he's just so good, like, uh, talking about you know, Mr. T and saying borderline racist stuff back in the day, but just, Not borderline, <laughs> it, was, it was pretty racist. Yeah, he said something about like, I I don't know why you wear all these chains. I thought we were trying to get people out of that or something. Like, <laughs> that's crazy stuff that. But this was back in the 80s, and Piper would push that envelope, and he didn't oh, care, yeah. and um, he'd make fun of Hogan's hairline. Like, nobody talked about Hogan's hairline back then. Rowdy did, because he wanted to draw money, and he wanted to make you think that, hey, this isn't supposed to happen. Absolutely. That's number three, baby. Woo! Kiss stealing. Lizzie jet flying, son of a gun. Yeah. Living his gimmick. Uh, you believe Rick Flair when he comes out because he was that guy. He, you know, I remember he told a story 
that uh, he basically gave out his hotel number and told any of the girls they want to find where they rank in womanhood to come see him. And his wife was like, what's that about? Oh, that's nothing. That's just TV talk. Well, it wasn't TV talk. <laughs> he gave his hotel room number out a lot. A lot, yeah. You yeah. want to be down at the Marriott in Baltimore. <laughs> now, I have to ask. I have to say this out loud. Because to the airport. <laughs> Now, we're all we're all adult men, and we don't yeah. have that kind of power. But if we did, is that well, is that a smart thing to do? Because I feel like I'd probably utilize that if I could. <laughs> you right. know, I'm Claire did. And and a and divorce and an awesome daughter and a lot of money. Mm-hmm. See, of you don't give out a hotel room because <laughs> then people know where to come find you, like angry mm-hmm. spouses. If you do it on TV. Well, you know, you do it at the meet and greet in line, and then you go, no, that ain't my. These guys, you're not making money and getting famous in the lines. You're making money and getting famous on the TV. Different time period too. Worried about my personal safety. You're not gonna come. Rick Flair wasn't worried about his personal safety. (laughs) (laughs) He he would hire somebody. He would hire. Yeah, I remember hearing a story once though, like back in that day, like uh, Ricky Steamboat, and this was before like they were going after the title, like early days. Him and Flair were feuding in some territory, and uh, he saw Flair at a gas station. And, like, Flair was talking to people. Flair was the heel. And Steamboat ran up to him and said, you ever pull that again, I'm going to kill you. You understand? And Flair <laughs> called him back. We got heat. Nah, just put on a show for the people that were there. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. Nobody does that, is, that now. That is yeah. cool. That's so cool. And now you could do that on like Twitter, but they still, for whatever reason, they do sometimes, but it's not that aggressive. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. So, spoiler, me and Joe had the same two and one here. Sure did. <laughs> so, I'm going to tell a story real quick and I'll wrap this up. Um, so, I'm like uh, probably 12, 13 years old. Even before that, when I first saw Dusty Rhodes, I'm a young kid, but my first territory I watched was WWF at the time. And I see Hulk Hogan. I see all these muscles. I see Dusty Rhodes. I'm like, I'm a kid. I don't know any better. I'm like, who's this fat dude? You know? And I'm like, well, he's a good guy. So I'll cheer for him because I'm a kid. And I'll just cheer for the good guys. And I'm like, he'll beat up Ric Flair, right? Ric Flair, this guy to me, like, he just looks like an old man. They all look old to me at the time. <laughs> they did. All right. So, you know, like, Dusty was a good promo. But I really didn't get him as when I was super young. So, 12 years old, I'm probably not the most sensitive guy. Like now I'm a little bitch. I cried everything at 40. But like at 12, like I was a typical, like, love my action films. I'm a, you know, young boy. And I'm watching this um, episode. I think it's like they're on in the morning at the time. It's WCW Saturday morning wrestling. And Dusty, uh, there was they're doing this angle where Dustin Rhodes was feuding with uh, uh, the, the characters were Colonel Parker, Terry Funk. And a guy named Bunkhouse Buck. And Dustin asked Iron Anderson to be his partner. And Iron Anderson was part of the Four Horsemen feuded with Dusty. And Iron said, I'll be your partner. I got your back. Well, that doesn't work out. Iron turns on Dustin. They all beat him down. So now we go to the Saturday morning show. And uh, there's this thing going on where uh, Parker's guy, I think Bunkhouse, are beating up on a prelim wrestler. And Haku, who is Ming there, is choking out this guy. And all through this chaos, here comes Dusty Rhodes. And he starts dropping elbows on everybody, and they do a big pull apart, and Dustin's out there. And this is the moment where this is a promo with Dusty. Dusty cuts a promo. He's talking to Dustin, and he's like, you can tell, like he's getting real. He's like, you know, when you were born, I went out to go win the world title, and I neglected you. 
And then when you came here and, you know, you needed someone to talk to, I was playing out in Hollywood and I neglected you. And now you needed a partner and I neglected you. And he's selling his whole thing. And he's, you know, Iron Anderson always was the enforcer of the horseman, but Flair was the centerpiece. And he's talking about, he says, Iron Anderson, he said, my son offers his innocence to you. You pay him back in scorn. The hell would you? Iron Anderson is nothing but a walk behind her. And when you're a walk behind her, the view never changes. I still hear that in my head to this day. Okay? You live your life going forward. <laughs> oh, man. And Dusty starts saying things about, like, people are cheering or going crazy. He's like, people out there with their brothers or sisters or wives, their blood. He said, the Kennedys are blood. The other, he said, I don't need no handshake. I just need a hug and a kiss to seal the deal. You know, he's like, he wants to be a part of it. So they hug and it's going crazy. And I'm, like, not really sensitive, but I'm just overwhelmed at what I'm watching now. Like, yeah. Ever since then, I was super engaged, and Dusty's just been that promo, and he's my number one promo guy. Hell yeah. Uh, the Hard Times is awesome, but that's another one I think that just goes underrated, and I butchered it a little bit, and I still think it's awesome. So Dave has said before that he thinks Dusty's promo skills have definitely passed down through the family. Oh, I listen, oh, I know that. <laughs> I know give me some heat out here, but I think that uh, – I think that Cody is a good promo. I think that um, I he talks some shit, and uh, I can see where he gets under people's skin. But I think if you look at his promos with um, – again, he borrowed a little bit from his father. When you look at the match he had with Dustin at Double or Nothing, yeah. um, where they bled all over each other, you know, when he asked him to be his partner, and it felt real. They're crying. They're hugging. Um, I think Dustin Cody, excuse me, borrows. I think Cody's a better promo than Dustin. I think Dustin's a good promo. Yeah, Cody is. Yeah, but he, he nobody's is. A, he nobody in that family's got Dusty. Dusty's another yeah. level. Sure. <laughs> Josh is like fuck yeah, all right. that noise. Yeah, <laughs> I'm waiting for Josh to unload right now. So like I heard about Cody, Charlotte, I, The Rock. Wait, hold on, hold on. I'm like, this is RSH. <laughs> Episode 94, Josh, Josh is in his own down. personal Josh's hell. Josh's meltdown. <laughs> I, I had stone. <laughs> oh, shit. No, you didn't. Do you want me to wear my Cody shirt next week? I thought I had stone cold on my list, too. I, I did not. Christmas. I'll wear Cody, <laughs> Cody shirt next week. All right. All right, here we go. Dusty Rhodes, my number five. There you go. I didn't watch him as much growing up, Same. but I've watched his stuff in the past. And he, he's a big reason that a, the people that can cut a promo in WWE can. He, he was the promo Absolutely. guy. And then that's my favorite brand, and he's a huge part in why that's it's such a big thing to this day. And that's also, awesome. fuck, fuck Cody Rhodes. Number <laughs> four, Paul Heyman. Uh, kind of the um, same things Yvonne touched on. He gets people over. He can cut a promo. Like I know uh, I listen to Busted Open pretty much daily, and Tommy Dream mm -hmm. on there, and Bully or talk all the time about all the shit Heyman would pull off. Just being able to bullshit his way through any situation. He'd go mm -hmm. out there. They said that, like a, something would happen where a wrestler was late to go on. So Paul would just grab a mic and walk out on Start there talking. and cut an unplugged yeah. promo. He's like, you know how many main events of huge pay-per-views that came from that? He's like, he just said, didn't give a fuck. He, he just went out there, did his own thing. Yep. And... Mm -hmm. You know, we covered pretty much most of that. Somebody that nobody had on here. <laughs> I thought I did. Now, if you never watched WWF and you did not get excited when Stone Cold was out there, now, granted, kind of like a lot, you didn't say a lot. You say, what? Eh, eh. A mud hole in your ass. But when he said shit, it was effective and got. It did. Every crowd was jacked up. 
stone cold. No matter what. And he's getting beer. He's getting drunk and oh, drinking beer. Dude, the beer, dude, you can get on the beer stuff. Dude, that, especially <laughs> in the 90s, you know? And, like, and his, and, like, you know, with the show was beer tours at that time. People love to watch that. People love to watch a guy drinking beer and beat up his boss. You, that's why the action hero was so successful. Chuck's like, that's the reason I'm an alcoholic. Thank you, Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> Thank you, Stone Cold. Beers with the buzz. Thank you, Thank you for your life lesson. Beers going to be working from home after tomorrow. We'll have Archie come on like, no, it's bad. <laughs> Beer is bad. Oh, well, all right. Chuck, you on that dime, you call a stack of necks, huh? Number two, Chuck Weiser. Chris Jericho. Still to this day, like I said, I don't watch AW, but I check out his stuff. I know the last month. He's especially been him and him and MJF. Yeah. However, this feud ends has to end with them going one on one and MJF going over. Absolutely. But mm -hmm. the promos between these two have been great, dating back to the thousand holds thing on WCW. His unprompted shit with Goldberg, the fucking mm -hmm. list, the Stephanie shit. Like the, the way he debuted, he yeah. interrupted The Rock and then he schooled The did. Rock and like he put The Rock. In his place, he first would, night. He would just say the most ridiculous things. He, he has the best delivery. Yeah, absolutely. Period. Ayatollah. He said, of that, rock and he said the most without saying anything. <laughs> what are you talking about? Because his delivery was so good. <laughs> sure. Drink it's it all in, about man. sometimes it's not. Too, you ever yeah, watch man. somebody say something funny, but it's not really funny, but the <laughs> stupid look on their face makes you laugh? Sure. That's yeah. what Jericho did. That's why yeah. you start saying stupid idiot. That same shit. Like, what? Yeah, like it's <laughs> the most basic fucking like but, insult, but it worked. It works. Ass clown. Like, yeah. he had the yeah. weirdest shit. Like what he said about the nude, and that was hilarious. I, I can't. Parasites <laughs> in the crowd. Got like, that one, too. Yeah, parasites. Yeah, he had some shit. I think, I think the, the week I already kind of mentioned it earlier, too, though, like the, I was the most disappointed in Jericho in 2012 when he returned. Remember when he returned and he was quiet for like a month? Oh, yeah. Camera. Like, that didn't really. And then he, then he did a few with, with CM Punk later. Or I think yeah. Yeah. It's an opportunity though that you imagine when he was doing all that quiet thing that he just cheer if he like they had the Royal Rumble and everybody eliminated each other then he came out on thirty and just won the Rumble and started going <laughs> <laughs> people would have been so pissed but he would have been just that's so a good point. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah just like that was like one of my biggest Jericho disappointments but yeah because like he always has good payoff with whatever the he fuck does. he does we know who Josh. Mm -hmm. One is oh boy. I mean the blatant disrespect. It's just it's jealousy. It's, it's fucking jealous of <laughs> So not only does he carry this company, say your piece. Not only does he carry the company on his Please. back for fourteen years because all these legendary stars are gone, oh. doing bigger and better things. Yeah, like fucking Randy Orton's. Oh legend. man. Yeah. I think the problem was the rest of us just couldn't see him. <laughs> so, so most recently so i had a, i'm old so i had to like research some of his shit so his promo on roman reigns where he was like yeah i'm a part-timer it's sad that i'm here because they had to bring me back because you can't do your fucking that was hilarious right? that was, mm -hmm. i like that he destroys that good the big dog he's like man roman just hits him with some weak shit and he's like dude i'm only here because you can't do your job that like, was good i shouldn't yeah. be here you're right but he's mm -hmm. telling me uh, the CM Punk one. Yeah. There is no you without me. Oh it's dead know. on. Yeah, I remember that one. Well, YouTube's your friend. Use it. <laughs> we don't I remember the Reigns one. But, so I'm here is 14 years, like three promos. That's I, what I mean, here. I've had I've had 40 <laughs> seconds to talk. I apologize. He carries the company. So like Dave, <laughs> do the Rock promos. 
there's not one promo off they had in their whole um, two-year rivalry yeah. that seen yeah. I disagree with that. Oh, when he – all right. So the only one that everybody loved oh, was when The Rock was throwing his merch off the fucking bridge. Yeah, the same yeah, WWF in 2004 that when was he threw strange. somebody off the bridge to the river, <laughs> and then they show up at Backlash Sunday and go over. Just, <laughs> what are you talking about? Stop. You mean when and when, when John Cena threw Edge into just like the little river right there? Dude, back in when WWF used to throw everybody into the river. <laughs> Stone Cold was right into Austin. the river. Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> then they'd come back and SummerSlam and was stop it. And Cena legit, uh, legit pissed off The Rock. I mean, Cena did – he did really well in that. And I think – here's my thing. I, I don't know if I touched on it enough. I think Cena is an awesome promo. I, where I don't put him on the top five is the body of work, but the body of work, I don't think it's his fault. I think he's a company man sure. and he played a character that they wanted for the most part. But when you see moments where he just goes off the cuff and he sure. starts doing things like what he said, the Roman, like I've seen in other areas too. Like I think John's, I think he's good. I don't know where I would put him because this is a stacked list where so many people were leaving off anyway. But um, I just think, yeah, there's those moments where, the potential is definitely there. He's definitely a good promo. There was one moment in like maybe 2007, 2008, right when he was getting booed all of the time. Not his mm-hmm. fault. He was, you know, a boring company man. And so he did the same stuff and he got booed. And he was supposed to be getting cheered. And there was one promo when he was like, he came out, he addressed the getting booed. And he was like, you know what? If you don't like me, y'all can go to hell. And then and like that was like, fuck yeah, get, get edgy. And then he, and then it didn't continue. Like, so, so he has the ability, but his overall full-time career, it was very Hulk Hogan. You know, he's doing what WWE wants him to do. Anyway, what John Cena wants to skip through the bullshit here. Doctor Economics. <laughs> that was uh, good shit. When he would come out and talk about funny. So do yourself a favor. That's a 15-minute video. Kurt sure. Angle. Fucking the Brock Lesnar. Taker even. Fucking the Brock Lesnar one where he's like all big, little brain or whatever. Like he said the dumbest shit. <laughs> he was on the peep show with Christian. Like that's when, yeah, when, yeah, he de- yeah. when he debuted on Raw. Like 0 2 4 Like when he debuted yeah. on Raw on uh, the peep show or whatever and yeah. just roasted Christian and Tomko. Was it Tomko? Uh, yeah, Tomko. Ice and Tomko. Yeah, right yeah, yeah. And he just destroys them. There's, those other ones when he initially called out the Rock. Carlito. Yeah. See? Buried. He put over Carl. He fucking probably took the belt off of him the first time. When he his promo at AJ Styles and AJ first got there, and Cena went over the first time, and he's like, "Yeah, I did bury you. You weren't good enough to be here ten years ago. You ain't good enough to be here now." Which AJ inevitably did win. I think more of the feud than Cena did. There's a reason. There's a reason. His shit recently, even though it's against my favorite, is Bray Wyatt shit last year at Mania. The whole overprivileged, overprivileged, overhyped shit. You hit him with some real shit. He's like, you're fat. You're out of shape. You fucking, you lost your spot. You didn't deserve it. You don't deserve it now. And I'm, I'm back to take your spot from you, bury you, put you to rest and go back to Hollywood. And with the Firefly Funhouse happened, I'm not still not sure what that meant. Nobody does. But <laughs> it happened. And uh, promo, there would be nights that he would go out there and just get the fucking crowd jacked. Like when he came back from – Injuries, like when he broke his fuck. I don't know, he broke his neck, but he did. And he came back at that rumble like yeah. six months early. Yeah. Like nobody thought he'd be number thirty. Yeah, he came out. I think Triple H. Like, Triple H. Like, H. Yeah. I Triple had no H. idea he was there. Oh, that's O eight. Yeah. He come out and sell all his matches. 
like every fucking pay-per-view he's made of it. He could sell. He put people over on the mic. When it might not be the fact he buried quite a few, but to be fair, that's Vince saying beat their ass and not him. But when the shit he says, he gets people over. When John Cena, like you said with Miz, he says Miz a hard worker, it's not even a question now. Cena said that's gold. No, he has prestige, but it doesn't mean his promos are awesome. They are great. They are number one. <laughs> and I talked last, so I was right. <laughs> so much seriously. disrespect in yeah, this little cubicle right here. Carry the former performer ever in the history of professional well, wrestling. Not my opinion. Not, that is my opinion, but you know who I heard it say at first? Stone Cold fucking Steve Austin said, suck it. Doesn't mean it's right. That is correct. He's another alcoholic. He's not. He didn't think it right either. We respect that. All I know is that when Shawn Michaels faced John Cena at WrestleMania 2007, which was 23, he was mad about it so much he didn't shake John Cena's hand because of how terrible that match was. As I speak, gave me a douche. Michael. Cena, but still. Cena, <laughs> but still. You know who's right up there with Cena's Randy Orton. Randy no, we're not. We're no, not no, 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 no. Randy, Randy Orton, Orton cannot cut a promo. No, I don't even know if he knows how to I'm spell not, it. I'm not even talking about a promo. He puts people over. He's right you there couldn't do a whole 20 minutes on talking about Randy Orton. No, he cannot stand with anything. No. Well, that's Randy Orton. <laughs> no, he, said he puts people over. No, he's not doing the microphone, but Randy Orton's been there a long time. Stop it. You're ruining, my, you're ruining the moment. <laughs> And um, forget Orton. He's old. He's been there, like Cena. And he also invented this the uh, the slogan that I use every single week on this show, and that is the champ is fucking here. So thank Who you. Did all you copy Not the it. other word that said no. last week. Anyway, I, I am done. You guys can proceed now. It's a rumor. <laughs> I mean, the, the fact of the matter is, John Cena is just like Hulk Hogan. Nope, I, boring stop, as fuck. Stop, stop mm. it. And uh, I'm going know. to Twitter, and I'm putting out a vote on whose list was better, and all four options are me. So. <laughs> Cena does follow me on Twitter and RSH on Twitter. So. We got him. We got him too. <laughs> He's yeah. a guy like that. So, you guys, I got President Obama following my personal account. So I socialize with a lot of wrestlers on my personal account. I bet he wouldn't. I, I bet he wouldn't follow if you if he heard some of our pre-talk. <laughs> I don't know how you pulled that off, Chuck. But all right. That's going to be funny when you guys check your Twitter following and see this gone. The, the funny <laughs> part is, I, I didn't know Obama followed me until, until Josh told me. I, I was like, um, it was like people you should follow based off of people your friends follow. That is funny. And it was Obama. And I was like, who the fuck? Obama? Um, Chuck? Which one of my friends does Obama follow? It's him. Of all people. <laughs> oh, oh, so Hunter's trying to go live and we're on the uh, Yeah, we just, uh, we, just, we just screwed on her. <laughs> He'll be all right. Oh. all right. It's the NFL draft. Okay. He'll be fine. Anyway. But we won't talk about the grant I get on Twitter with Jericho. Oh, Gavara, you have all the famous Gavara. people following you, man. I tried. Dana Brooke. Um Actually, like I'm sitting there. Talking Are you naming the worst promo people now? No, people I'm, who follow her. Oh. People I interact, I actually talk, have conversations with. It's kind of weird. Derek, some porn star. Joe, we gotta get more active on Twitter and talk to these people. <laughs> I got comedian Ben Bailey following me, mm-hmm. and yeah, he's, he's, we got followers. We yeah, just don't are. interact with them. Like I got like we We got like two thousand followers today. Like we just went up to that. But, like we don't talk to them. We just got them to follow us. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> I, don't, I don't either. All right, guys. Hey, man, this has been a great yeah. show. Phenomenal. Like, 
This has been a great. I love it when, when the working fans join us. Absolutely. It's a good time. Yeah, it is. And be sure, guys, if you don't, which I'm sure you all do, go watch Working Fans every Wednesday nights, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's, it's it's just it's just good shit, as Vince McMahon would say. So, guys, Absolutely. any last words to say before we end the show tonight? Joey, hit him with that promotional shit. Oh man, you can find us on Twitter at Fans Working. You know what? We're not going to give you the whole rundown. If you're into the Working Fans podcast, search us out. You Subscribe know where we are on YouTube. And I'm like John Cena. You can't see us. Oh, <laughs> getting out on a good one. That was good. <laughs> this was fun. Thank you, guys. <laughs> also, guys, hey, thanks to you guys so much for joining the show. Yeah. And I can't wait to uh, keep bullshitting and watching next week on Wednesday nights. Absolutely, we'll be back. We find these guys every week at the Buzz with the Buzz.com, all of the same social medias. And uh, what's is that? All we got. That's all we got. All right, guys. Thanks a lot so much for watching us here right now. If you want to keep listening, the same show, but in audio only, be sure to check out the audio platforms as well. And I think that's going to go ahead and wrap it up because we are like way over. So at the end of the day, all is said and done. Promos, no promos. Can't see, can't see. Keep continuing to fear regularly scheduled hostage. Stilities. All right, so that wraps us up for this week. Thank you again for listening to the Working Fans Podcast. So as always, you can find us on Twitter at Fans Working. Our Facebook page is Working Fans Wrestling Pod. We have email where you can reach out to us and let us know what you think also. That's WorkingFansWrestlingPod at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram, WorkingFansWrestling underscore pod. And then as always, please continue to listen to us on Anchor.fm. Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, all your major platforms. If you're following us on Apple Podcasts, which we are also on now, and YouTube, please make sure you subscribe and give us a five-star rating. It helps us bring you these podcasts where we get to talk to you and talk with you every week. 